2: It's time for another edition of the Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Part of the Fanatic Podcast Network. Check out rotafanatic.com. We have our latest rankings now available from all your favorite analysts. Plus, brand new articles on the high and the low for second base between our various analysts. Don't miss it. Get on over to rotafanatic.com right now. It's episode 62, the Daniel Ponce de Leon edition. Normally on the show, we'll talk to somebody about draft prep for 2021. But on today's show, we're going to talk to three people, not just one. It's the fellas from the Triple Play Podcast, Doc, Art, and Mendy. We're going to settle in and talk about fantasy baseball with your host, Christopher Deary and Michael Gauvier. It's going to be a hellscape of fantasy baseball madness, so strap in, because this one's going to be a doozy. Take it away, boys!
4: Hey, what a way to start the show! It's Enrico Blasso Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network. That's right. Head on over to Rotafanatic.com right now and check out our rankings. They are live and available, including my very own rankings and starting pitching, relievers, and all positional rankings. It's going to be a good time. You won't regret it. Chris, we have ourselves a jam-packed show today on our 62nd episode, good old number 62. Are you ready for this, theory or What? yeah this is the second half
1: of a double dip tonight. I'm super ecstatic. We have five of us on the screen right now so we'll see how this works out. It's 11 o'clock here in Ann Arbor. I'm super excited. hopefully our West Coasters are listening. Let's get the show started.
4: Well don't forget this is also a podcast form So right now it could be like 10 in the morning and someone's like, I know you keep reminding and- me of that. I, I think only people listen live, right? You have to think no, you have to think of all realms. We definitely have podcast listeners. We appreciate you all out there in the podcast land on Spotify. Don't forget a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would do us wonders, and we always appreciate that. But Deary said it. We got five faces on the screen, including the two of ours. That reminds me of Manny Faces. Remember that guy from He Man? Manny Faces. You could like turn his yep. uh, you could turn his faces around. He had Manny Faces. It was not just a clever name, it was very stupid, actually. Anyways, it's time to bring in the boys from the Triple Play Podcast. They have three podcasts, and they do three different sports. If you did three times three, that's nine. So they might have nine podcasts, but I think they only have three, one for each sport. And for some reason, the NHL is just completely dismissed by this podcast (laughs) around, which I have a beef with, but I'll let it slide for now. We have all three of the boys. We got Eric, also known as Doc. On the screen start. here. And David, yes, he's also part of the show. David Mendelson. And a little cheesecake, Art, a little buddy. He's our little <laughs> Danish cheesecake. He's our Danish right. treat. They're, all three of them are here, and we are ready to rock. It's a pleasure to have you all aboard. A round of applause to all of you. Thank you for joining us. It's a, I mean, this is cool. It's very exciting. This is the biggest podcast we've ever done in terms of group size. Let's start with you, Art. How's it going, bud? It's going real
5: well, man. Uh, you know, living, uh, living in a basement in a what Oral Hirschheiser called a dungeon and it's about 45 (laughs) degrees outside. So I'm, 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 I'm having a good time in my man cave down here talking baseball.
4: Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Eric, what's the best crab cake in Maryland? Uh, You
0: know, I'm the wrong person to ask. I like crabs. Yeah. You're not a Marylander. I know. I know. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend early. I disappoint for the Maryland name.
4: I well, should have done my homework. I failed. I blew it. Uh, David, welcome to the podcast. You are known as the host of the show. Does that come with that added pressure? Do you get extra fear inside of you before a show starts?
6: I mean, do you see these two and, and how they just introduce themselves? I have to kind of rein it in. So <laughs> it's a big job. So it definitely is a lot of pressure. So I'm glad it's going to be your job tonight. <laughs> hey,
3: all right.
4: That's right. I am directed traffic, moving it all over the place. And, I, you know, we don't have any chocolate dip strawberries david I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have problems you're going to have trouble with your hands yeah this is going to come up very soon i know i'm fucked uh, well <laughs> hey we're trying to have a fun show here we're looking forward to it we're going to talk fantasy baseball today of course that is the premise of this show despite all the madness and don't forget that the enrico palazzo fantasy baseball podcast is available on all your favorite platforms podcast also in this live stream that we're on right now. Can you see us? What do we look like? What does everyone look like? Who looks the sexiest right now? Comment on the right-hand side. If you're (laughs) listening at home or in your car in podcast form, you could just shout it out the window. Roll down your window and scream it out the window. Don't forget Blasso Podcast. I
3: didn't
0: give compliments, but Dave's probably looking the sexiest right now.
4: Wow. Oh. Oh, man. They, I've heard that tractors are sexy. There was a song that she, <laughs> this guy says she thinks my tractor's sexy. Are you comparing me true. to a tractor right now? Yeah, I, I kind of am. You're like the tractor of your own show. You know, you you pull it, you keep it going, man, and wow. you get the harvest out every year. Every spring, there's a fresh harvest, and you're the guy. You're farmer. You're farmer Dave. Even though you <laughs> live, you live in the city of Baltimore. It's that quite. That is a better nickname opposite. than D. Mendy,
5: Farmer Dave.
6: I like that. Let's not let catch up. that catch on. I like that. Let's not
5: let that catch on. All right, in and catch it.
6: I, I do like the connection though. That was pretty creative. I don't think I would have
4: been able to think of something like that. That's no, good. nobody, nobody thinks of anything. Everything's pointless in the end. We're all gonna die, but <laughs> tonight we're gonna have a good time, guys. We're gonna have a great time. Don't forget the Plausible Podcast on Twitter. Two Ls, two Zs on Twitter. Utah, give me two. That's right. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Thanks for emailing the show. Uh, We got some questions for you guys that will be talked about at the end. We're going to break down some ADP conundrums. We're going to talk about some players we've forgotten about but still have value. We're going to take a leap of faith. Players with ADP 450 or lower. And this will be, by the way, since January 18th on NFBC.com. That's the ADP we'll be doing if you want to follow along and Peruse As we're perusing, we'll do some shine around the pod, get some projections on these guys. And, of course, we're going to do Enrico's Inquisition and get to know these guys beyond baseball. But first, uh, geez, which one of you guys do I start with? Who wants to give the spiel about the Triple Play podcast and what it's all about and what's going on with you guys?
6: Uh, I the could tractor. There, okay. <laughs> so, the tractor. The, the, the tractor. Uh, yeah, so started the pod out just as a... <laughs> Just as a football pod about a year ago, and kind of was just a joke with friends. And then this guy, Cheesecake, mentioned the idea about doing a baseball pod, and this guy kind of took it and ran with it, said, we got to be consistent, we got to produce good content, kind of helped reel uh, reel us in a little bit here. So we kind of were serious about it, got some good guests on, started pushing good content. And then a year later, we've got a basketball show added in, we interviewed over 30 athletes now between all the shows. And we're just, you know, just having fun with friends and family and just uh having a good old time.
4: Yeah, that's incredible. You guys have had full-on, hardcore, like super-duper big league guests. Aaron Savale was on the show. That was a big get for you guys. That was pretty neat. Uh, Matthew Berry came on your pod. I mean, who... Who's the guy? Who's the, the guy behind the guy here? Somebody knows somebody and is getting some sweet-ass hookups here. Nice work on all of your parts.
6: Yeah, it's, it's a team effort. We all kind of have our established roles. Like Cheesecake does the best editing in the game right now, and he spends his time really, really does a good job. Doc is kind of runs the basketball show and has been getting a lot of basketball guests on it, and then I kind of handle a lot more of the football and baseball behind the scenes. So we all, we all dilly up everything. It all ends up being pretty good.
0: Fridays during the pandemic have been ordering pizza and sending emails to athletes, and I'm not fan <laughs> of that.
4: Facts. Well, wait. So, do you have like a connection through that world, or are you just like a pestering asshole? Oh, they're
6: not giving it up. They're not giving up information. Uh, so, if you so in the Pat Light interview we just had, it was pretty funny. He actually <laughs> exposed it because we were talking about how it actually made it happen. He was like, "Yeah, didn't you DM me like three times?" <laughs> See? It's it's a it's a mix he's like look he's like uh you got to pester him a little bit sometimes not in a rude or like obnoxious way oh no no you just you know you i send a crafted email to them or their agents or their social media and then if they don't respond i don't ever write again but if they do respond and then just start ghosting me then i persist a little bit a couple times just to make sure that i can reel that fish in we always uh We always refer them as fish in our group chat. Be like, we hooked the big one.
4: Yeah. (laughs) So
6: just persistence is the name of the game.
4: It is. It's important, too. And I respect what you guys are doing over there. It's it's a big deal. I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie about it. But, you know, I'm happy in my own life. And the fact that I could just be myself, Dude, me and you, Deary can just talk about fantasy. Baseball. I'm
6: jealous of you, man. I, look at the, the hosting difference between me and you, man. I, I, I don't have a voice like that. I don't have the singing yeah. that you do like this.
4: Hey, is- <laughs> hey, welcome to Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> <laughs> you're,
0: much, you're much funnier than David. That's
4: something That's you facts, can't son. teach. Well, shit. How about we combine all of our forces and create the ultimate network and take over the world? The well, Rio. We, we are
0: the Power
5: Rangers of Podcast. Oh, <laughs>
3: right. There you
4: go. Yeah, we'll ditch the names and everything. We'll just become the new Power Rangers. We'll have our own TV show, and we'll have toys and shit. We'll make a million dollars in a heartbeat.
6: I'd like him. I'd like a million dollars.
5: This, this
4: idea can't be floated <laughs>
6: out there if it's not going to happen. Because now I'm like yeah. extremely ecstatic. Okay, right
4: now. All, right, all, right, all right, Do I you know
6: anyone
1: down. that makes action figures and the connection is come <laughs> to fruition? That's you what you have Twitter's a black for. market
6: action figure hookup.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just uh, you filter it out. You uh, delegate to other people who know what they're doing, and next thing you know, everything's taken care of. That's but Mike, point.
6: you're you're the voice behind all the the things, right? Like you have every single voice I hear on your pod is you, right? Yes. I's-
4: well, when Deary's talking, he is his own well, voice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Besides Deary, yes, yeah, that's I suppose that's true. Uh uh I don't know. What other voices do we have? You uh, the voice in the beginning, they'll like Hey, oh, yeah. welcome <laughs> into <laughs> yeah. the Take away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
7: your voice. Yeah, that
4: is me with the Welcome uh, to the
7: Thunderdome.
4: I wish like one of those bullshit sound effect. yeah. It does have a sound effect, but yes, that is me. That's you know it's ever been mentioned. Also, it's never been mentioned what our song is about. Uh, no one ever brings it up. You know, our theme song is actually about a baseball player, believe it or not. Who well, I don't about?
5: know the song. I, I it, It's something about they were going to take you out, but they had faith in you. That's but, right. Like, That's what, right.
4: What's, what song is that? I don't know it's, the song. Well, it's a, actually original song by my friend who still lives in Maryland to this day. He's a local Marylander. He lives over there in uh, the Dirty Dina where I used to. Peruse and spend time myself. By the way, we had Ben Palmer on the show last weekend, and he talked about his experience at Bamboo Bernie's in Pasadena. And Bamboo Bernie's, so, yeah, they're no longer open. Somebody was doing heroin in the corner, and this is over in Pasadena. I don't know. It was really. <laughs> you can listen to that episode if you want. It was pretty bizarre. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but it's an original song that my friend from Maryland did that back in like 2005. Art was on the right track. You should have been pulled but they had faith in you. It should have been pulled in the fourth, but they had faith in you when they stayed with them. Turns out that player was Roy Oswalt. Good old Roy Oswalt. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. So it was written during the 2005 World Series, I think between the Sox and the Astros, when the White Sox won their first World Series since 1918. Yep. So there you go. There's a little fun fact. That's pretty cool. It is. It's, you know, I just, I like the fact that it's kind of like off, the beat a little bit, and you don't know what it's about necessarily. So, we like original music. You have to use original music, or else you'll get in trouble these days, anyways. I and feel you guys blessed so big, so you know. I that. mean, I
6: feel blessed that you chose us to use that information with. So, yeah. Oh, it's perfect re-
4: timing. <laughs> it was meant to be. It just kind of came up. That's great. So, uh before we get into the show, guys, uh, anything else you want to promote about Triple Play? Anything to look forward to here in the coming weeks, or is it all under wraps? I don't
6: know. We got some stuff cooking. I don't know if Doc, if you did, you want to talk about it, or you want me to talk yeah, about
0: uh, it. You know, we we have a WordPress coming out where we're going to start putting articles and other written content uh, linked to our swag store. Uh, we have a big announcement for uh, when we get three thousand followers on Twitter, and we're just excited about the growth we've had. We recently added uh, a nice guy named Kevin to the team. Um, he's pretty popular on Twitter uh, at uh, underscore boys twenty two and. Uh, we're really excited about what he can help bring to our YouTube and to our basketball platform. You're so
6: serious. Yeah. Kevin's the man though. Kevin, like, uh, just helped to give our YouTube a makeover, but yeah, just tons of fun, creative stuff coming. The website will look really nice, hopefully. And, uh, just, yeah, we got some good guests coming. We got, uh, yeah, like Eric said, we're going to have an announcement coming at 3k. So hopefully that'll be in the next week, hopefully if things progress. So we'll see what happens.
4: Booyah. Nice work there on the show. That's what it's all about here. Appreciate that. Looking forward to it, guys. I listen to your podcast as much as I can. And then I listen to it more in preparation for the show. And it's fun. It is fun. And I wouldn't listen to it if it sucked. If it sucked, I'd probably wouldn't bring it up at all. And I would just like move on for something else. So that's I if will we be asked you about it, that.
0: If we asked
4: you if it sucked, would you tell us the truth? Yeah, yeah. I would. would. I believe Thank him. You.
0: Thank you. You're, You're a, a, a true yeah. friend. You're a true friend. I might do it
4: off air. I don't think we'd have to do it on the air. but It's not fun. You know? No, but what you guys are doing is great. You guys have camaraderie, and you have guests, and you have knowledge. Those are th- That's a 3 prong thing right there. Those are the pillars of your foundation, and it's just going to keep getting better. So kudos to you guys. Kudos to us, and kudos to this whole crew for coming together on the show. Don't forget that we appreciate connecting with everybody out there. We want to do a little bit of housekeeping here with the Mr. Belvedere Music. We always give you know, shout-outs to our friends who follow us because on the you know, China, they deserve it. And we want to pay before. respect to people who take the time to do okay. so. Thanks to James Korenchak for following us, even though it's not the real James (laughs) Korenchak. It's a different spelling, I think. Uh, uh, Maybe it is him. I don't know. But either way, thank you, James, for following the show. And uh, Oak School Physical Education is now following us. So thank you to Oak School Physical Education for doing that. And uh, that's pretty much it for today. We'll have some more followers from next time. But we'd just like to take a moment and say thank you so much to everybody for following the show on Twitter. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com, Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. That's right. All right, what do you say we get into the first segment of the show, guys? And it's called Leading Off. In Leading Off today, we're going to keep it simple going to talk about the preferred platform that each of the fellas like playing, likes to play on. See, look at that. See, I'm not, I make mistakes all the time. There's many platforms out there. Yahoo, NFBC, FanTrack, CBS, ESPN, yada, yada, yada. The beat goes on and on. There's best ball. There's head to head, you know, all the types of formats. Let's start with you, Art. What's your favorite platform in terms of website that you like to play on? And is there a specific league that you prefer?
5: I'm going to shill for our uh, fan tracks and the best ball, but no, maybe um, this was
4: a dumb question. no, No,
5: it's a great, it's a great question. I, 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 I thought about this a lot because I play in a lot of points leagues and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a lot better at Roto. I've been, I've dabbled in Roto mostly the last few years, but I do do mostly points league, but this off season I've done like six best ball drafts and I love the fan tracks, best ball drafts. I love, uh, how many different ways you can attack them. uh, How many, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat as Paul Sporer would say, Um, (laughs) who's skinning cats. Um, Like, you know, I tried this pitching strategy. I tried that pitching strategy and they're easy to get into and they're slow drafts. So you can kind of just kind of just take your time with it and, uh, and really, and really work on it. It's been, uh, that's pretty much all I've done this, this season Um, so far, but I've been loving it. It's it's really helped me learn the player pool a lot better.
4: Beautiful. I could respect that. Uh, let's see. Doc, what about you, man? What is the favorite platform? Preferred format? Uh, are you a roto guy yourself or are you down uh, fit, with the head to head? fan tracks,
0: best ball drafts are the way to go. I'm actually in one now. I don't think there's any right answer besides fan tracks. And one of the things well, that are <laughs> one one of the things that Art mentioned. You know, I've I've done ESPN, I've done Yahoo Leagues. They're not as interactive. Everyone in these NFBC draft or these uh, fan tracks drafts, they're interacting with each other on Twitter, on the chat message board. You're not having anyone taking too much time. I mean, the average pick is like 10 minutes in between each pick. So um, it's something that, you know, sometimes you can get a little lost in. And when other people are motivated and following, it makes it more fun. Because that's what we're doing. You know, this is ultimately fun at the end of the day.
3: Oh, well,
4: that's the rumor, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> sometimes when you lose, bragging you don't rights, money, bragging rights, cash—these are the things that matter most. Dave, what about you, buddy? What does it come down to? Is there an alternative to the Fantrax ball? or I like
6: Yahoo? No, just kidding. It's all Fantrax for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I we did our home league is on ESPN, the one that okay. all three of us have been playing in for I guess it's been like the last five years or something like that now. Um, I mean, we still—if we're not doing fan track, that's probably where we're going to play on. But since fan tracks is our where our podcast is on, and we don't have
0: to say fan tracks. I'm sorry. I, I mean, but I'm honest. Like, <laughs> don't like, don't say like, they're holding an imaginary gun to our head right now. <laughs> I mean, but look, like, like this fucking
6: shit is legit. Now I realize I can curse. So like now, <laughs> like. <laughs> like so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in a bunch of best ball leagues and and just I'm in one of Simeon's like short leagues and I just I've gotten so used to the Fantrax format and I really like us kind of how it, it plays out. So it's one of those things you you do enough that you start thinking everything else doesn't kind of measure up. So that's kind of where I am with it as well. Fantrax
4: definitely has the best depth in my opinion. If you're looking to do dynasty leagues, my main dynasty league is on Fantrax and. You can have so many options, so there's definitely no debate. Fantrax is not some second fiddle anyways. I just get curious where people end up spending most of their time. Adiri, I mean, we've grown up with Yahoo, but where are you at at this point in your career?
1: Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, Yahoo is specifically the only site I played on since shit. 1999 2000 I, mean, I think I think we're going to year 18 of you know my main home league and then last year after we started the pod we got into a fan tracks league with some other uh you know analysts and I absolutely yeah. loved it like I love the fact like it's so customizable and uh I'm looking to play more on there and then NFBC like you know Mike got into it last year and then you know I've been perusing all the leagues haven't committed to anything yet besides the TGFBI that'll be on there but I'm super excited. There's so many better options out there than those big ESPN, CBS, Yahoo's out there. Uh, so I think that the fact that it's so customizable is the way to go.
4: Uh, TGFBI, who, who's in, who's out? All three? Or? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what oh, yeah. I thought. Okay. Yeah, and... I'm
7: talking
6: trash with Spore right now.
4: Yeah! You guys are all in separate leagues, I hope. It would be <laughs> yeah. kind of lame. Yeah, yeah, terms. we are. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Last year, I learned a bunch. I had never really played on it. I've said this on the show before, so if you've listened in the past, apologies. But I didn't have a lot of NFBC experience, and the TGFBI taught me a lot of harsh realities last year. So now I feel like this is – I'm looking forward to it. I, I wanna, I'm going to say I'm going to finish, you know, top 80 this year. I'm going for it. I'm shooting for the you, stars. You'll remember us little guys, right? Of course I will. You'll probably finish <laughs> harder than I will. I'll be in the show. <laughs> You know I'm going to be in the shitter. As soon as I just made that commitment, I'm going to be in the shitter.
3: So.
1: Yep, I'm going to be hosting the show midseason because Mike just quit it all because he was just doing so bad in TGFBI. And then, then the show's gone to shit if I'm hosting.
4: No, no, no. Uh, no on many fronts there, by the way. I would never, I would never walk away. And I, was, I would admit when I'm wrong. And Deary, you would do a fine job hosting the show. You should start your own. I don't have time. No. <laughs> By the way, Carlos Mercado is watching the live stream. He says, I can't wait to face Doc in TGFBI. Carlos, Carlos Mercado!
0: Carlos and Doug are in my league. So it's, it's a fun oh. league. Nice.
4: Okay. Cool. You, go got, there. you have you Bubba got, in your league, too. Yeah, you have yeah, Bubba. Wow, oh, shit. That is tough, dude. How you going? to yeah. If you finish top five, you should be very, very proud of yourself. Seriously.
0: Yeah. I, I hope there's a smack talk group just like the 15 of us.
4: Yeah, but like Doug and Carlos are such nice guys. That's
0: true. I don't wanna
6: I don't <laughs> wanna smack talk Carlos
0: because Carlos That's is That's true. I don't well, mind so smack nice. talking Doug, but Carlos, yeah, he's too nice. He's been right. nothing but supportive.
4: <laughs> you remember yeah, you guys had Carlos on your show and then he came on my show and he's just like he knows his not know- he's very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but he's he's just a uh, really friendly guy and even if he tried to yell at me i, I would have a hard time buying it so i just <laughs> oh yeah be <Yeah. laughs> like oh carlos give me a hug what are you doing <laughs> but yeah yeah you know yahoo was so big in our development and i just wonder mm-hmm. where other people come from but di- did yahoo ever play a role in anybody's life here in terms of fantasy playing
5: when i started i was on yahoo and i did a a a, a a dynasty keeper league not dynasty sorry a keeper league where you kept two um you had to keep in the round lower than what you drafted them the year before if you wanted to keep them so you can keep up to 10 players and we were on a yahoo dynasty yahoo categories league sorry head to head i did that for like 8 or 9 years and i and i loved it i i had no idea there was anything else out there i don't think there was much of anything else out there in like 2004 2005 2006 actually
4: Uh Yeah, besides ESPN and CBS, something like that. Yeah, you're right about that. I think Yahoo seems to be a point of entry for first timers and inexperienced people. And then you have to grow out of it. Like it's like puberty, right? Uh It's the puberty of fantasy baseball. And if you're still playing Yahoo when you're like an adult with children and shit, then you're kind of a loser.
3: I, I like
0: because when I think about my Yahoo leagues or my Yahoo years, it's like the Dan Herons, the Chen Ming Wongs, the Aaron harangues. Oh, I think no about games. when I first started really getting into baseball. I'm like, yeah, I started doing Yahoo drafts back then.
6: But I just hated that like that shitty 53% projected to win to 47 or whatever. Like They would have the – and you're, they're never right. And it would no. just get me frustrated. So that was one of the things I
4: hated about Yahoo. So,
0: somebody hits a home run and then it sways at like 8%.
4: yeah it's so (laughs) not necessary and it's fraudulent as you said i'm still in a yahoo league by the way so even all those things i said about people i'm one of those losers
1: (laughs) my my home league is still on yahoo and i am just now in the process of taking over as commissioner of my keeper league that's on yahoo and i'm going to do everything i can to get it off of yahoo
4: There you go. That is a smart man who knows what he's doing, folks. So we just want to get your thoughts on that. Thank you so much. That was simple and easy. That was leading off. What a segment that was. Wow. We dominated that segment. I wanted to give a shout out to my guy at Fantasy Insiders Podcast. I'm going to be on the Fantasy Insiders Podcast Tuesday night. So whenever you're listening to this in your life, I was on the Fantasy Insiders Podcast on a Tuesday and it came out during this week. So please check it out. It's at one fantasy insider on Twitter. I'm looking forward to it. He's a good dude. He's a fine American, John Stully. And uh, of course, there's other ones involved with him as well. So I I'm Micah Henry's on Mike. it. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. That's right. That's yeah. what I thought. Shit. I saw <laughs> Fantasy Central 1 on there and I was like, oh, it's Micah. Oh, damn. We had Micah on the show last fall and he just came up on the last episode with Doug. Big fans of Micah. He's a really knowledgeable guy. Um, very humble, too. He's, mm-hmm. again, a really nice guy. He's the man. <laughs> but, He is. He knows a lot, so I'll be looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. All right. Now it's time for that segment where we dive into non-baseball stuff. We get to know these guys. The game beyond the game. It's called
5: Enrico's
4: Inquisition. Bryce Harper or Lenny Dykstra?
5: Bryce Harper.
4: Oceans or lakes? Which do you prefer? Lakes. Oceans terrify me. Van Halen or Van Hagar? Oh, (laughs) van halen not Ooh. a contest ww 84 the movie or trevor bauer trevor bauer has more positive things going for him he is a good pitcher oh nelly get ready for some doozies because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show enrico's inquisition Ho-ho-ho. Yeah, that was dumb enough, as usual. All right, it's time for Enrico's Inquisition, and this is where we talk about stuff beyond baseball generally, although we do throw in a few more baseball thoughts here and there because it's fun. It's fun to do that, and it's still part of what we're doing here. We got three of you today. This is a first for Enrico's Inquisition. This could take
1: an hour and a half.
4: (laughs) It could. It very well could, dearie. We've never put three people on trial at once, so it's just going to be whatever it is. Whatever happens is what it will be and I think we can all live with that can't we yeah I can. Wow. Let's by that. the way
6: listening to that on regular speed because I've I listened to probably like the last seven or eight <laughs> of your shows and I always listen on one and a half and it's just it's so slow on the one
4: <laughs> yeah that must be very bizarre to you now I, I I actually never listen to any podcast at a changed speed I always listen to every podcast I even your guys everyone's Bill Simmons at any podcast, I've always listened to at regular speed. Go one and a half. It will be it will change your life. It will yeah, it's literally
1: life. Yeah. I oh. just started doing that like a couple of weeks ago with, you know, some of the Bill Simmons stuff and some of the Ringer stuff, and then even some of the stuff uh, you know, that we listen to of different guests that we have on. It changes your life. They are absolutely right about that.
4: Wow. Okay. Well, if you guys say so, I believe in that. Uh I'm slow to change. I fear change. Like uh Garth and Wayne from Wayne's World, but you know there'll be times where I'll uh, I'll come around, and I'm gonna maybe give it a shot just because you guys all are in support of it. All right, boy, God, I just don't know where to start here. This is so challenging. Um, hmm. Let's start here with you, uh, Dave. Dave. All right, Dave. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to word this either. <laughs> Shit. Uh, damn, oh man, where are we going with this? Uh, do you prefer the question of the week or the game of the week? Let's start with some something simple so I can get going here.
6: Oh wow, uh, I like the game of the week because I yeah. usually win. Oh.
4: <laughs> Selfish asshole! I see how it is. Okay, that's wrong. You went the
0: longest without winning. It was like a, it was like a streak of like twenty to begin.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, okay, uh, let's try art. Uh, would you rather go to? A White Sox game for seven straight days or would you rather lose a toe?
5: Oh, I'd go to a White Sox game. I, I love the I, I enjoy the White Sox. My when I was a kid it was my my mom could get tickets to the White Sox. So I was able to go to the White Sox so much more when I was a kid than I was able to actually get to the Cubs, even though I watched the Cubs every afternoon on WGN. But like, I could actually get to a White Sox game. So it was like, I grew up, you know, I grew up with a single mom, so it was like, she wasn't gonna be teaching me to hate a, a Chicago team. She was like, she's like, no, you, we like all Chicago teams. That's how that that's how we do it. But uh, so I never got, I never got. Taught that you don't like this other team, like a lot
4: of Chicagoans are taught. Shit. Wow. Okay. Well, that blew up my face. Uh... <laughs> that's cool I think that's two in a row. Cool. That's cool, though, man. Good for you. I, I think why not like both teams? Although there's people who are hardcore in rivalries. They say you can never do that. And if you do like both, that you're being soft in some way, but maybe that's kind of a dated perspective. It, I think about our own Michigan, Michigan state rivalry. There's right. people in Michigan who like both, you know, and I don't know. Well, like, you're
5: going to like one more than the other, but you don't and like hope that they beat them when they play each other, but you're
4: not right, going like you, your you to, you
1: don't have to root against the other one. You don't have to root against state. We got people here that are Michigan football fans, but Michigan state basketball fans. So it's really quite that odd. That sense to me it at all. Is weird. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's even worse, right? Because now you're like cherry picking sports and teams.
1: Exactly.
3: Man.
1: And now it's flipped because State's better at fo- was better at football for Michigan for like the last ten years, and now Michigan basketball started to overtake Michigan State, so it's completely flipped now. Wonder if those hmm. people flip flop teams? Probably.
4: You know they do. It's such a typical move, man. It's so bogus. Uh, all right, so. I don't know if this was going to work for you, Eric, but uh, Miles Simon or Mike Bibby? <laughs> I mean, Mike Bibby, that's a layup right there. Is that Miles too easy?
0: Miles Simon's close, though.
4: Yeah, I mean, you gave me my doppelganger. Damn it. I thought Miles <laughs> Simon's underrated, though. I thought maybe we could i would take a chance. So. That was a good one.
0: I like it. I like it. Okay,
4: fair enough. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go back to... Uh, Whose turn is it? Dave, is it your turn? I don't even know what we're doing anymore. I think so. Uh, Dave, how about this? Let's get an easy one. Walking or running? Uh,
6: Running because it burns more calories. I'm I'm big into working out, exercising. So anytime I can burn the extra calories, I'm all for it.
1: Any skipping in your workout plan, Dave?
6: (laughs) (laughs) If there was, I don't think I could say it on air. People lose respect for me.
4: Okay, that's, wow. I gotta say, you know, I like walking. I'm gonna ride for walking. I think it's a lot of fun, and it's underrated, but it certainly is more time-consuming. There's no doubt about that.
1: Didn't you fucking walk a marathon this year?
4: <laughs> last year, I did. Yeah, last fall, I did. That's yeah, true, I did.
1: Listening yeah, like, podcast dude, it took 17 at hours. At normal
4: speed
6: the whole time. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I think we're learning. I did, yeah. 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 You're, you're a walker if you listen at one speed, and you're a runner if you're at one and a half speed. I think we found something here. We there may he be goes. onto something.
4: Well done, awesome. sir. Well done, Art. Okay, I can respect that. Uh, Art, what about you? Some of these are some of the easier ones. Uh, dogs or cats, Art? Dogs. Dogs. We just, I we know. just,
5: I just joined a, a dog owners league. The three of us.
3: <laughs> yeah. A uh, dog owners. It's a dog all... owners
6: best ball.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? That's
4: that's different. <laughs>
6: the you fantasy make... Commission himself started it and then recruited a bunch of people in it. Okay,
4: um, <laughs> Doc. Uh, the Charlotte Bobcats or the Charlotte Hornets? Charlotte Bobcats. Hey! Shout out- no. Shout out, hey. Shout out-, out those
0: on. orange jerseys they had.
4: That's a shocker. I was not expecting like you to go that route. Neither. I used to have this vintage uh, Charlotte Hornets collared tee. It was from the original Charlotte <laughs> Hornets in the '90s. I wish I still had it. It was.
1: What it's a- it's a-
4: gone? You used to wear that all the time. I know, man. I. Something happened over the last few years. Uh-huh. I, I
6: lost. Oh, it. yeah. Okay. The I blue and purple th- is sick.
4: Yeah. This one was teal with just the little, <laughs> was- yeah, blue and purple hornet on it. Uh, it's a damn shame. But the Bobcats were awful. I mean, just awful. Like, yeah, but there's no a, that- positive remaining from the Bobcats.
0: I, I, yeah. But you know what? They were the rare expansion team. You know, I, I've only seen one of those in my lifetime. What? They have a special place for me. NBA? They were named after
4: their owner, Bob, though. That's true. <laughs> the, oh, okay, so he was the first black owner in the NBA, wasn't he, though? I will give them that. He might have, yeah. Bob Johnson owned BET, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I, just, but, yeah. I just knew that they
6: were named after their owner, Bob.
4: Bob Johnson
6: of
5: <laughs> I uh, Black that Entertainment like...
4: Television.
6: But, Doc, okay. the Bobcats were the ones that had Gerald Wallace hint at Gilbert Arenas' knee and basically derailed his career
0: yeah I mean that was a bad moment, but the Charlotte Hornets they went from the Charlotte Hornets to New Orleans Hornets or Charlotte Bobcats now they're they're indecisive I like decisiveness
4: yeah <laughs> well you know when it comes to decisiveness who's more decisive than Michael Jordan now running the uh, running the Charlotte franchise he's he's definitely decisive say what you will about him he makes decisions and sticks with them even they running ones. a franchise into the ground yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, where are we now? We're back to Dave? Is that where we are? What day is this? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, um, have you ever seen a Broadway play?
6: It's an easy no for me. I've never seen one, although I think I probably am overdue, it sounds like.
4: Never? Have you seen a play at all, like in person?
6: I've seen like half of one on a TV screen. And I was kinda zoning <laughs> out.
4: Alright, alright. Am I missing uh,
6: something good? Is there one I should go see?
4: I heard Hamilton was good. I never saw it, but I heard it was good. So I've
6: seen Wicked um oh. played out on a South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: mean that basically counts. It counts, yeah. How does that not count? Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> uh art, uh Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders? Good question.
5: Good question. You gotta respect the 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 consistency of Emmett Smith that four to five yards per carry but Barry the pain, he, the
4: pain of playing for the Lions though for Barry that's alone Well, yeah. very Barry
5: painful. when he bounced around and I mean he was the only guy who you could stop for negative two yards for 11 his first 11 runs and then the 12th he was going to go 80 uh, he, yeah. uh Barry was the guy who I wanted to be like when I was backyard football when I was a kid so I think it's I think it's Barry. Um, I wanted to cut like that, never got, never quite made
4: it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of us have ever had that ability. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, thought we did. <laughs> yeah, well, sure, we thought we did. Well, come yeah, on, I okay. played Tecmo Bowl. That was good. At <laughs> oh, dude, that's sweet. I, I gotta say, uh, that's a good question. I'll ask that to Eric next. Uh, Tecmo Bowl or Tecmo Super Bowl?
0: You know, I didn't play any of them. Shit! <laughs> I'm sorry. He's
5: right, too well, young.
4: Well, okay, so who can answer that question? Then?
0: Oh,
5: Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl is the original. Which is the one where Bo Jackson was? That's the
4: super. That's the follow-up.
5: Yeah. Super Bowl for me, then. That was the one I played the most. You got Bo, Bo and
1: Marcus Allen on the field. That's unstoppable. Absolutely. <laughs> Go with the Raiders.
4: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, Tecmo Bowl is the first one, so in all likelihood the second one would be superior to the first one although that's not always the case you know movies and musical albums sometimes the second one doesn't always meet the standards of the first one right true true good thank you thank you for chiming <laughs> in on that. all right so uh eric i'm sorry that you didn't know the answer to that one so uh i'm sorry i've let you down no no I, I threw that one on you. Just threw it on you without really doing research on that one. So full don't worry send, about it. full send. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, this one? Sam Cassell or Glenn Rice? Oh, Glenn Rice. He was a sharpshooter.
0: I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like that Sam Cassell looked a little bit like ET. There it is.
4: Yeah. Uh, now look, this goes back many years. Our old friend of mine, Steve Guile. Uh, we used to do the All Alien team in the nineties. We're, we're, we're not proud of this, but you know we did it. And it was Tyrone Hill, Sam Cassell. Uh, boy, I can't remember. I don't even know if we fielded a starting five or not. You guys but...
5: are terrible. That yeah, left shrimp might have been in there somewhere. Well,
4: I thought dead left. A, I mean, he had a he had the flat top kind of. Buzz cut thing going, but I didn't think he looked that alien like. He just looked
1: like he was in the Russian mafia.
5: Yeah, he did. He was that that was yeah, he did look like an Eastern
4: European
5: in a James Bond film.
4: Not as much as Arvidus Sabonis, but sure. I could see how both <laughs> of those guys true. I could see the big partners in the same crime family. That's true.
5: So. <laughs> Arvidus doesn't have a band of horses song named after him, though. Oh There it is. Beautiful.
4: Beautiful. Wow, that's a that's that's a first rate reference right there. Uh <laughs> it's a good song. Well, do you go um Okay, what's your favorite band of Horses album then? I, I only know their first one. I know their first one. Huh.
5: With uh with No One's Gonna Love You and the Mary Song and
4: Oh yeah, yeah, that's the uh well I think that's their second one. Not is to, it their uh, second one? The
5: everything one. all the time is their first and cease, then to, begin. cease to Begin is the yeah. second. Yeah, that's the one I know. Uh I played that out. I really enjoy that album.
4: A great yeah it was a great album the funeral became a huge song that was used on tv shows and shit like that so yeah <laughs> no beef there uh in fact band of horses uh they kind of fell in hard times they never could kind of stay who they were and they moved away from northwest in washington and they kind of relocated they broke up a bit too and they had some new members and they moved down to charleston south carolina so
1: hey they put out there a good album a couple of years ago mike a couple Which years ago they that? put out a decent album. But they've, uh, yeah, a lot of lineup changes. <sighs> Shit, that's
4: a damn shame. Shame when that starts happening to good bands. It is! It's not fair and it's not right. Uh, here's one that we always ask on the show. We'll go back to Dave? Dave! So. Sliders or curveballs, Dave? I was ready
6: for this one. Curveball. <laughs> Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, curveball for sure. They're just so pretty. I love when they just drop right in there. Especially ones that like have that high arc go right in i mean the slider is nice but when a pitcher can hone a curveball really well and command it and just make hitters look silly nothing compares to it for me art i'm gonna go curve uh
4: shout
5: out to Kerry wood hey oh great pull there you go that
4: is that's a fresh one we have not heard that one on the show nice work nice work uh what about you doc Got to go
0: curve as well. Clayton Kershaw, I'm just thinking of how many batters he made swing and miss on that.
6: I was debating to say Barry Barry Zito.
4: Oh, (laughs) there you go. go. Every single person Uh said Barry Zito. Yeah, we've had too many Barry Zito references recently, but that's cool. Clean sweep for curveballs, and yeah, I can't blame you guys. Sliders have become very in. But curveballs never die, man. And Mm -hmm. curveballs save careers. Charlie Morton's career was saved by the Mm curveball. He would never be where he was today without that curveball. So good job, Charlie. Oh, boy. God, I could do this forever. And I have so many more things, but we got to do other stuff. So that's all right. All right. I got to ask this one real quick uh, to Dave, I believe. Yes. Dave, uh, would you rather have. Jason Castro or Max Stassi on your team? <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big Max Stassi guy. Me and me and Stass man are just uh, we're we're tied at the hip right now. So that's that's my guy.
4: want to have Wilson Contreras or Max Stassi?
6: <laughs> God, I feel like I'm being dirty if I don't <laughs> say Max. To- if Spore
0: didn't like Max Stassi, would you take him over Wilson Contreras? <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'll probably go Wilson Contreras, but it feels dirty.
4: I was just trying to see how far you would push this, so I knew there had to be a breaking <laughs> point somewhere along the line. There. Uh, okay, let's go to you, Art. First, here it is. Hmm. We need the truth, man. For love or money?
5: Ooh. I'm a. I'm gonna go money. I'm going for money right now. I'll hey, pay off. I'll get rid of these student loans. Loans. Get rid of my, my mortgage. Give me the money.
0: <laughs> what about you, Doc? Money. I'm trying to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can find love because I won't have to spend all day working.
4: <laughs> Not the most sentimental podcast on the market. Uh, what about you, Dave? Love, man. These two are assholes. <laughs> hey, all
3: right, okay, cool, you're
6: a man. Sap.
4: You saved the day. You gave some balance to the the force. Nice work there, buddy. That's what I do, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, bonus bonus content, by the way. Uh, would you rather live in Fells Point or Mount Vernon? Uh,
5: art. Oh, you're gonna have to go to them. I'm not a I'm not a Bmore guy. You never go know. down there. I don't know it as well as they do. I go, I go to, I go to inner Harbor and fells point for, for drinking or bar oh, hopping. Okay. But uh, then I, then I go, I'm, then I go home. They, they know much better than I do. <laughs>
0: All right, doc. That's, let's hear it then. Fells point. I can't think of one 26 year old that lives in Mount Vernon. The bar, <laughs> the good bars are in fells. Fair enough. Dave. Yeah, man. I, I love the, the little Rocky pathways that fells
6: has, uh, so that's that's definitely my choice too. I just feel like I'm elegant when I'm there. I feel like I'm I'm like a big time something, you know?
4: Wow, big time! I loser. gotta tell you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking road is stupid. Thames Road is all brick and old school. If you're driving an Uber, it sucks. It's awful. You're trying to barely get across that road to get back onto a normal pathway. I think it's time to close the books on that or just get rid of cars on that street forever because it's yeah. not easy. And then Broadway is also like Cross Street. When you're at those bars where with the Rockwell and then the other set of bars on the other side of Broadway, you just jammed in there. 1.30 in the morning, there's rats running around and there's human <laughs> beings running around all at once. And I've seen these Baltimore rats. They're amazing, by the way. I'm not jealous of your Ubering days at packed bars. It was... It was an interesting way to make a living, I will say that. (laughs) A lot of stories, of course, that I could tell on a whole different episode of uh, my Maryland experience. And uh, what about Annapolis? You guys ever go down to Annapolis? Anybody?
0: Not
6: as much as I should,
4: yeah.
0: It's up and coming, though. A lot of younger people are moving there. It's kind of like the Arlington of Maryland.
4: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I uh, went to Annapolis a lot living outside of there in the Saverna Park, Pasadena area. So I recommend it. I, a lot of solid bars down there and a lot of dumb shit going on. So if you're into that, I mean, obviously COVID's going on. So everything we're talking about is pointless. Right. Um, right? That's true. I right. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. It's taking me back. <laughs> One time I, remember there was the uh, uh, the Baltimore Arena Football League team. Remember that? Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they kept it. Yeah, it was only like for like a year or two in 2018 and 19, I think. And uh, all those guys lived out like half an hour outside, like beyond the airport and beyond there over in, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the place. Anyways, Owings I picked Mill. these guys up.
0: What's it called? Owings Mill.
4: Uh, no, not Owings Mills. That's a, that's a decent place. Something like that, though. Yeah, something, something kind of like upscale like that, you know, but. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. This is terrible radio or podcasting. Anyways, uh, <laughs> oh, these guys were all huge and shit faced, and uh, it was a disaster trying to get these guys back. And then they wanted to like do a mixtape or something. Once I got them in the car and I drove them back, they're like, "Dude, we should do a mixtape." I was like, "I don't even know what happened." It was it was so bizarre. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Uh, okay hey it's Rico Palazzo fantasy baseball podcast That's right you're listening to a show about fantasy baseball and I'm pretty sure we've hardly talked about any fantasy <laughs> baseball yet but we'll get there that's what timestamps stamps are for that's why we do those don't forget we're talking to the guys from the triple play podcast there's three different podcasts what about football what about basketball what about baseball right now it's baseball season we're prepping up we're gearing up for a fresh season of ah, fantasy baseball I can't wait I'm very excited so that leads us into our fantasy breakdown. And of course, we're part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network. In case you forgot, I always forget to mention that. It's wonderful being part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network. Did any of you guys ever go to rotafanatic.com? I've you dabbled.
5: Yes, I have. <laughs> I, I use that data monster, that is really helpful. Hey. I give it the occasional click. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the data monster. <laughs> like really helped me understand a little, a lot of the research I did on my last article. So uh, it's in, it's intuitive. You got to spend some time on it, but it's intuitive once you get used
4: to it. It's really helpful. So glad we got that on tape. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> so that's going to be a big boost. People back at Rotofanatic are going to like me. yoo Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so check out Rotof- The Data Monster is pretty cool, and we got historical data on it now, and we're making it more into. We're trying to make it more user-friendly. We will get there, I assure you. But now, let's do some ADP breakdowns with our ADP conundrum segment.
5: ADP
4: is Kyle Tucker. Top 30. Should I pitch out with Mondesi?
3: Max Muncy? Should I wait on closers or drag Ryan Presley? (laughs) Oh, my
4: God. Has anyone here drafted Ryan Presley yet? No. I wish I haven't gotten him yet. (sighs) Rats! I believe I, I think he's going to have a big year, and barring injury, of course, there will be plenty of save opportunities for him in Houston. So that
6: means then, if if he has a big year, and and you do a different song next year, I'm just going to grab whoever's in the song then.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Have, have you tweeted? Have you tweeted him that he's in your song?
3: No, oh, you I never. Yeah, Mike, that,
0: you so. got to do it. Yeah.
4: There's too many things to do uh, at once, and I just yeah, I just make these songs, and then I forget. I don't forget. It's just yeah, I've never tweeted anybody uh, in particular. Um that I can recall. Might get him on. I mean, that's how I got Aaron. That's how I got Aaron Savali on. I just tweeted him the article. <laughs> oh, see, you guys are forward thinkers, man. I am living in the dark ages, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Anywho, I'll take that note under advisement. We are talking about ADP conundrums. And on today's show, we're trying to make a bigger gap. We're trying to really give you guys some value. We're talking about players that have hundreds and hundreds of numbers between them in their adp value and you know i think you guys have done a fair amount of drafts so you have experience already in 2021 and i know there's a lot of value the further down in the draft you go and that's how you win these leagues right absolutely
3: mm-hmm.
4: see everyone agrees <laughs> and, and
5: and like the uh the idea is like you work and this is something that um that uh, bat flip has talked about you work try to work backwards from the draft like you try to figure out what you can get late and that'll help you decide what you get early. So work, knowing knowing the back end is really important to actually fielding a team that you can will
4: last you throughout the season. Nice. Okay, so here is the first one I'm going to offer you guys. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to explain why you would wait to consider and do it later or not. Because it's not like you're deciding between the two because they're hundreds of picks apart. But Miles Mikolas of the St. Louis Cardinals uh, had an arm problem that Elbow issue kind of derailed his 2020, but uh, what I'm reading and what I'm gathering, he's pretty healthy. And when he's healthy, he is somebody who can make a difference on your fantasy team. Uh, do you guys remember Miles Mikolas?
0: Remember that mustache?
4: Yeah. <laughs> he's just like
6: very mediocre to me. I've never been a big Miles Mikolas <laughs> fan. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
4: that's depressing. What about 2018? He had 200 innings pitched and he went 18 and four. Gave you a 2.83 ERA, a FIP of 3.28. That's a nice season.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's hard, though, because that's two years ago now. And the kind of guy that he is now coming off that injury and in a rotation that I don't think he's going to be. I mean, he's not on top of that rotation, obviously. They have a lot of arms there. I'm. Um, he's just a guy that, to me, I mean, you can't even guarantee the innings, again, coming off of injury and not really pitching in a while. So, the upside isn't there. For, I'd rather take a guy that I know is more of a, a definite lock for me.
4: Okay, well, this is what makes this interesting. So uh, let's go. <laughs> Would you rather have him or Denelson Lamette, who's going at eighty <laughs> p 90 oh right God.
6: now? Am I answering this first? Yeah, go ahead. I mean... It just looks like the Nelson LeMet is just a matter of when and not if he's going to get Tommy John. It's literally a ticking time bomb. <laughs> so I'll take the guy that's going to not get Tommy John. And I'll, I'll take Miles Michaelis later on. That, that's exactly. a good one, though. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah.
4: Okay. All right. That's a good comp. Uh, Eric, what about you?
0: Yeah, I think I'd rather take the guy that's getting healthy versus the
4: guy that I think his arm is deteriorating. <laughs> that is tough, though. Yeah, well, it's 434 versus 90 ADP. And remember, our ADP on the show today is as of January 18th. So just make sure you are aware of that if you're following along. Uh, Art, what about you here? I think you might be able to take
5: Lemaitre and have it work out because he'll be actually really good when he does pitch. And he, he might spike health for a season, another season here. He might actually put it off. Everyone thought Sale was going to throw his string bean arm out year after year after year, yep. and it took a while. Uh, maybe Lamette will be able to pitch through whatever arm trouble he's had and and put together a season that's relatively good
6: innings, uh, amount of innings, 130, 140. Uh,
5: I, I think I'd go Lemaitre over over Michaelis.
6: He had those plasma injections though. And the only other pitcher that had those plasma injections was Garrett Richards and he had Tommy John that same year.
4: Mm. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Griffin Canning had plasma injections last year, I That's think. That's true. That, oh,
6: you're right. So he did, and then
4: we're still waiting. Bo- we don't know what's gonna happen there still. It could it he, could fall apart.
6: I don't I think it's literally putting a band aid on top of the problem. But he also the Nelson Lamette throws so many sliders, which is not gonna help him last any longer either. So I think that's something to keep in mind too. throw 53% sliders. I mean, you throw that many sliders, it's, that's the hardest pitch to throw on your elbow. So that would scare me a little bit too.
0: Denelson Lomet is the only pitcher I can think about where you say that he has 0.5 of a pitch. Like I've heard Michael Simeone says he has one pitch. And the most I've heard people say he has is 1.5. So (laughs) I feel like if you're using decimal to quantify how many
1: pitches someone has, there's risk. Here, here's, here's what you do with Lemet because I'm out on him. He's not on my draft board. If he drops to a position where it's like, Oh shit, Mm -hmm. there's super upside with him. I grab him. Hope he starts off having a great season. And then I ship him out as soon as I can for somebody else.
4: Yeah. That's, that's great call. I agree. Fair enough. That makes sense to me. I want nothing
1: to do with Nicholas. I mean, late start (laughs) to his career. He's not going to strike anybody out. I, I doubt he sticks in that rotation very long.
4: You guys are all going to eat your words on this one, I'm telling you. Miles Michaelis, 2021, lock it in. Right, I'm standing the, tall. It's going on the whiteboard, Mike. Is I'm, it Nicholas
6: oh, or is it Michaelis? Is it like potato, potato?
4: McCullis? Michaelis? Nicholas or Michaelis? Have I been Michaelis. saying it wrong this whole time? Give me Miles Michaelis. <laughs> I'm going to give you a third option. So He's
1: so bad that no one's ever heard his name spoken.
4: That is ridiculous. This Very guy good point. is only thirty-two <laughs> yeah, two years, years old.
1: Still. He's, two years ago he did have a great season, Mike. I just I I, I can't a, believe in a guy that doesn't strike out enough people.
4: He came back after being gone from the majors. He learned some things and St. Louis was really excited about him, but he got hurt. So let it go. What's guy get the ADP healthy. right now? Four thirty four. Okay. <laughs> like no, I said, I mean, it's worth You're not losing anything if you draft him. The risk is so low at 434 yes. that I'd rather take it later. But I, I understand. Everyone has entitled to their opinion on this goddamn show. You're wrong. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for yelling. Uh, I apologize. All right. We're talking ADP conundrums. By the way, this was from a while ago, and I missed this. I think this is funny. Carlos Marcano says, I could trash talk. Sorry, Carlos. <laughs> I'm sorry we didn't give you... Uh... I didn't mean to offend you, Carlos. You're really a nice dude and a great person. So I apologize. See, it's
0: it's <laughs> trash talking. You just shrug off because you can't take it serious.
4: <laughs> oh, he's going to trash talk you so hard now. I know. No, I good. know. Gonna You're good. You're in the league with him. I know. All right. Let's try another ADP conundrum. This one, Trey Mancini. Now, I hate to be focusing on injured people. Trey Mancini, is awful what happened to him, you know, but I'm hoping he's healthy. I'm sure everyone here is rooting for him. We don't want him to have cancer. And everything we hear, uh, things are looking up. His life should be back on track. So he's at 178 right now, according to our ADP calculations. Uh, Eric, would you rather have Trey Mancini, first baseman slash outfielder, or would you rather wait a couple hundred picks later and take a shot on Andrew Vaughn at 358? So I like Trey Mancini.
0: I think the O's offense, I mean, being in the backyard of Camden, of Camden yards that they're going to have a a better offense than people expect. And I, I, I think Art mentioned this on a previous podcast of the storyline and we look with the Washington football team with Alex Smith coming back from those serious injuries. I could just see Trey Mancini battling back from colon cancer and having a better year than people expected.
4: There it is, Dave. So,
6: my only thing with Andrew Vaughn is you're not sure when he's going to be called up. And if I'm kind of wondering, hey, am I going to get a half a season of Andrew Vaughn? Also, getting his first shot in the majors versus a guy that looked like he was getting better and better every single year. He's in a really good ballpark for home runs. Uh, I've I heard a lot of people talking about this offseason, how great he looks. I think he's somebody that I'm willing to take higher at this point. Just I, I like Vaughn, especially in Dynasty. But for right now, I you're not getting those guaranteed at bats again. You don't know how long he's going to be in the minor league, so that's kind of what makes it separate for me.
4: And you are with Mancini,
6: yes, Mancini.
4: Okay, uh, Art, what do you think? Three fifty-eight for Vaughn. Yep. I
5: mean, he has power like like Alonso when he comes if he comes up Uh he's that's who he was compared to most at 358 it is it is really cheap like he's he's going to be your second or third first baseman i i like that a lot actually just just speculating on him
1: geary ooh I mean, with Mancini, you probably have your first baseman unless you unless you're really waiting. You've probably already scooped up a couple outfielders. I mean, we're all like we're all going to be the biggest Trey Mancini fans. I think he's going to yeah. probably be yeah. able to play in 125 to 130 games. It'll, I think he'll produce. But Vaughn, where he is at, I know he hasn't played above a ball, and it may take a couple injuries for him to get up. Or they just really want to give him some major league time. They're going to be a super competitive team this year. I mean, the statistics at A-ball and A-plus are there. He's a guy who could probably come up and give you some superpower, as was just mentioned. Probably going to take a while with average. Um, It's just whether or not they want to rush him up or not. Um, I think we see him this year for probably about 70 to 80 games and you're getting him at a super, super late. And he could be a guy that has two a two to three month run that really pushes you over the top on a guy that you didn't pay anything for. So I'm going to actually lean towards Vaughn here, even though I do like Mancini this year.
4: Wow, guys, I don't want to break this out, but it feels like we're getting some really intense
2: insane fantasy takes. Why are you taking that player?
4: It's out of control, man. Very out of control. I'm impressed, though. You guys are standing tall, sticking to your guns, and I like that. Because sometimes there is value hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of picks apart. And on this one, this is about relief pitching, by the way. I want to look at Raizel Iglesias going around 90 ADP right now. 90! Or you could take Josh Stolmont at pick 505. Eric, let's go to you first.
0: I'm going Raizel Iglesias. He burned me once, but... I don't like how David Bell used his bullpen. He would have Iglesias pitch, and then he'd pitch Michael Lorenzen, but didn't say that Iglesias was injured. And I think with the Angels now, he is the clear closer. Shout out to Ty Buttry; He was on our podcast. We love him. But I think they went and traded for Iglesias for a reason. So I think he has a secure role, and I think you need to get a top closer.
4: Art.
5: I mean, I want both of them. I think Iglesias is one of a few guys who actually you can count on is going to have the job going in the season if, when you're drafting now. But Stamon has good stuff at 500, past 500. He's a great spec. Uh, but if I had to choose
6: one, it's Iglesias because I know he has the job. David! So I'm, as we're talking about this, I'm trying to pull up really quick where I, I submitted my uh, relief pitcher rankings for fan tracks. And I was very, very, very tempted to have Ray Iglesias as my number one closer this year. I think he is going to be the sneaky this year. Like the number, uh, I forgot last year who was the number one closer. I guess it was Hendricks. Yeah. So like no one had Hendricks going number one last year. I have him as number four right now behind Hendricks, Hayter, and Chapman. But I could easily see him being number one. I was the highest on him of all the other rankers. I think. That's my bold take for this show. I think he's going to be the number one closer this year. And uh, Stalman, I just I don't like the Kansas City bullpen. One, they're not expected to probably win a lot of games, so it limits his save chances. Two, that bullpen doesn't seem like they ever stick with the guy. It seems like they're always trying out different guys. And uh, I think I'm not mistaken. Isn't Greg Holland there? That's correct. Yeah, I I think Greg Holland's going to get first crack at it anyway. So I, I just. Give me Iglesias all day. Uh, don't every forget day.
4: Wade Davis, by the way. Wade Davis is also <laughs> signed a <laughs> minor league deal Davis. with them. I'm not kidding. He's a minor league deal with the Royals. They just Give need
0: me. to bring back Joaquin Soria. There, there
4: we go. go. Get the Can't. band back together. Can't Soria just got signed? Oh yeah, he's in Arizona, but in Arizona. Whatever. Arizona. The too point leg. is made. Air, Art, you took that too literal. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but. I think that's kind of a, that's pretty wild man I feel like just because a team sucks doesn't mean they're not going to get you could win 65 games that's a terrible season but you could still get 40 save chances on that so it doesn't mean just because they suck doesn't mean there won't be opportunities regardless but that wasn't your overall take that was just part of your take so we'll leave it <laughs> there uh Deary what is your opinion
1: I think Ryzeal Iglesias is going to be an absolute stud this year he does not give up home runs nice K rate I think 30 to 35 saves is absolutely doable for the Angels, but don't sleep on Stama. You can get him super late. I think if Greg Holland ends up their closer at the start of the season and puts up a decent season, which I actually like some of the specs of Holland, maybe he gets shipped out. Stalmont's kind of the guy in waiting. He's been up and up with the club for the last two years, saw 25 innings last year. He's a guy that you could pull out really, really late. I've been doing this strategy the last few years of getting set up guys, especially setup guys that strike out a lot, and kind of picking them put, or uh, you know putting them in at certain spots where I know that they're going to be able to get some innings and maybe they have a good matchup. I think he maybe moves into this role, so keep an eye on him. He may not get drafted in a lot of leagues, but keep an eye on him, and you might be able to scoop him up and he can give you some value. But again, Iglesias is going to be an absolute stud this
3: year.
4: Okie dokie, there it is. And that was our segment on ADP Conundrums.
2: ADP
4: is Kyle Tucker Top 30. Should I pitch out with Mondesi? Max Muncie, should I wait on closers or track Ryan Presley? You're listening to the Hey, it's Rico Platzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are joined and honored to have aboard three human beings from the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's that time of year. You guys excited? Are you guys stoked for opening day or what?
6: Yeah, after yesterday, I'm so pumped for opening day.
4: <laughs> yeah, it, what a fun game that was.
0: Did they say if fans are coming back or not?
4: I think that's state-by-state, case-by-case basis. Texas, Florida, it'll be a free-for-all. California, no fans. So, <laughs> Right? Probably, yeah. Maryland? I mean, 20- what's, it, what's it like over there? Nobody ever talks about Maryland. Is it like Lockdown Fest over there, or do they have yeah. people going to events? or?
0: It's pretty bad here. It's gradually opening up. They just started letting uh, indoor dining again, but it's one hour limit.
4: Oh, okay.
0: Oh, you got to be in and out?
4: Yep, you got to be in and out. Interesting. One hour. Pound that burger and fries and get the hell out of here. (laughs) Exactly.
6: (laughs) What's it like in uh, Michigan right now?
4: Well, Jerry, tell them. Come on.
1: Well, I mean it was shut down, open up, shut down again. Um restaurants and bars just opened here in Washtenaw County, which is where Ann Arbor is last week, but they're at 25% capacity. That's a state uh, thing by the way. So yeah, yeah they
4: For November to February they were yeah. closed. All a, restaurants were closed. Yeah. A ton of
1: bars and restaurants did not survive this. Um I've had to work through all of this. Uh luckily I'm getting the vaccine on Friday. Hey, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's been off and on. It's kind of been crazy. That's a really of a pause. Congratulations, dude.
4: Exciting moment. Well, I'm uh, lucky. Yeah, I so- work
1: with children, so I'm like uh I'm oh. in like the one B group of uh people that should get vaccinated, vaccinated. So we'll see how it goes. Okay.
4: But yeah, we're gonna have a season at least. Players will be playing. There's gonna be they're so bitter and so dug in. We're getting 162 games. It's gonna be great. Now there might be some COVID cancellations here and there, but are they're gonna try to make it happen. So I'm excited. Uh even though, you know. Who's to say what'll happen, folks? Our next segment is about players that we have kind of forgotten about, maybe are even a little bit underrated, have performed for us, but we just kind of we forgot about them. But we should not forget about them. And as I promised David, I said I would have a new song for him on this show. So <laughs> a brand new song, not from the last episode. This is a brand new debut. So this segment's called Don't You Forget About Me. So you probably out where this is going, so. Hey, 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 hey! I don't know if this is one of my
3: best. Ooh, ooh,
4: whoa. Not long ago in 2019, Baxter's had a 245 fifth and a K9 of 12.6 won your home league and you're standing tall now, but a crazy ass 2020 has left us confused and fearing injuries wrath. I know Max is 36
2: years old, but I say we give him a chance to start.
4: Hey, don't you forget about Max. Don't, 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 don't you forget about Max. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he... You going are... On on.
0: This is going to be my first time cussing on the show. You are so fucking creative. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Trying to... uh You know, Max Scherzer just seems to be left in the dust. Everybody seems to forget about him, but I wouldn't necessarily. I think he's got one great season left in him. So, but that's just my opinion. Anyways, everybody else has opinions as well. Let's start with David. We'll just go down the list here. David, who's somebody that we should not forget about this year? So are you looking for a guy that's like high up on the list or a guy that's No, kind no, of, no, no. I mean, I just picked Max Scherzer because I've been kind of riding for him recently and it also fit the lyrical mode as well. So <laughs> Any you know, anyway, any way you want to go with it, David. You could be as deep, yeah. middle, high, anybody, anybody. So the guy that I've kind of
6: been sticking my name to among in the fantasy industry, Dylan Cease. And oh. He's a guy I feel like for the White Sox, everybody was kind of talking about him when he was first called up. And now everybody's like, oh, he's a has-been. He's not one of the guys talked about in that rotation. But he's made a lot of changes, starting with going from a 5.79 to 401 ERA from his first to his second year. But this offseason, he started to increase the vertical break of his four-seamer. And he's been spending countless hours with what's called the core velocity belt, which has helped fix his early trunk rotation that he was experiencing last year. And it's basically making it so he's able to keep the ball a bit more in the zone. It's also helping eliminate extra cut that he was having on his fastball. And one of the key things I was seeing on his Instagram is he was averaging an 18 and a half kind of a vertical drop throughout his career, but it dropped 14 to 15 inches in 2019, 2020. So he's back now to over a 20 vertical break on that pitch now. And One of the things that encourages me is he's working with new pitching coach, Ethan Katz, who was the guy that worked with Lucas Giolito to help transform his mechanics, worked on his delivery. it's pretty much why he got hired as the White Sox pitching coach was because of what he did with Giolito. So he's been sending videos to him throughout each week, kind of helping him work on his delivery and everything he's been doing. So I really think this is the year Dylan Cease kind of just breaks out and not saying he's going to have a Giolito turnaround, but I think... He's the guy that's going to be like, holy crap. I have Dylan Cease everywhere. I'm killing it just because he's giving me so many great strikeouts, so many great stuff for my ratios. I think he's that kind of pitcher everybody's sleeping on a little bit.
4: So the younger starters on the White Sox staff that people are waiting to take that next step, you think he's the one?
6: I do. I think there's an article that I forgot where it's from, but they said, is he the next Lucas Giolito transformation? And it has a lot of great information there too, but he's – doing everything right he's working really hard and I think his problem was he just was walking too many guys but if he hones the zone better I mean I it looks like he's doing that right now from what he's doing on Instagram I know it's it's a big difference from Instagram to actually pitching but (laughs) he actually seems like he's doing everything right and if you wait till spring training and he starts doing well in spring training it's gonna be too late so I think this is when you can get him now
4: well we had bad horses earlier in the show with Dylan ceased to begin. Remember that? (laughs) 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 Look at me. I'm Chris Berman. (laughs) All right. uh, Doc, why don't you go next?
0: Yeah. So anybody that knows me knows how much I love Nolan Arenado, And I know his value has probably changed a little bit in some eyes since the trade. It's funny because we value different players in 2020. And that was his second stint on the aisle with right shoulder inflammation. But before that, he played 155 games the last five seasons, so he's been pretty durable. The last five years, these are his min stats. 287, 37 home runs, 110 RBIs, and his max is 313, 42 homers, 133 RBIs. He's going to a Cardinals lineup with Tommy Edmond, young and Goldschmidt in front of him. And we've seen players like DJ LeMayu most recently, that they leave Colorado and they do perfectly okay, so... I think some people look too much into that and not the fact that he's a great contact hitter. So I expect big numbers from him, and I'm very happy at the spot where his ADP is, and hopefully others value that, and I can get him at that price.
4: I will say, if there's a top three stadiums in baseball I'd want to hit in, Coors Field, of course. I think Yankee Stadium would also be one of the top three. I'm just saying, for DJ Lemayhu's sake uh bush stadium is not one of those that'd be my only challenge to that but that's going to be the big mystery doc you're right we're going to see if he's going to be able to continue to be the player that he was and if he could still be 85 percent of that that's still a pretty damn good player Mm -hmm. art what about you buddy i
5: i went with ahmed rosario now after cesar hernandez was signed um it seems like it might cut into him people have talked about oh jimenez might go down to AAA at the start of the season. Ramirez might be traded. Who I, I'm not sure who how the playing time in middle infield is going to be divvied up between those three. But Rosario actually has, uh, has they've in New York about putting him in the outfield as well. I think he's going to get plate appearances. And you can get him at, right now, ADP at 271. Uh, and, you know, everyone talks about how great the shortstop position is, and it is at the top. But uh, when other people are worried about shortstop early, you can go pick up other positions and then try to target a guy like a Rosario late. Now his, now his ADP range is like 151 to 382, which is an enormous range. Like there are some people when you get into a draft, they're like, okay, everyone else I like is gone. I got to jump on Rose- Rosario early. If someone else does that, that's fine. But uh, I think he's a he's a good a guy you can start out the season with as your starting shortstop. Going at 271. It's not, he's not far away from a 287 season with 15 home runs and 19 stolen bases. And uh, it's, a, it's great, uh, not not a huge acquisition cost for
4: that. Don't forget about Ahmed Rosario, even if he's in a new home. He could be moved again. There's still talk that maybe he'll be trade bait to go to another team. But regardless, wherever he lands, I like that. I like that. All right. I, I, I am going to get on board with that and I'm going to support it. Deary, what about you? you got to represent the Plaza Podcast here, man.
1: Yeah, I'm going to bring up the most boring player of the last nine years. Oh, um, God. And we're looking at the 30th third baseman off the board right now. This is Kyle Seeger. You guys remember Kyle Seeger? Yes. Hey. I, I
0: I love Kyle Seeger.
1: This guy is consistent. 20 home runs every year of his career. His runs at RB, RBIs have been down the last few years, but Seattle's offense has been absolute garbage. Last year in 2020, the shortened season, 35 runs, 40 RBIs, and a much better M's offense. And there was a lot of, you know, uptick last year with Kyle Lewis winning Rookie of the Year, Dylan Moore, who had a pretty solid season. I brought up on the last podcast a super bold take of J.P. Crawford scoring 100 runs this year for the M's, so that was insane in the membrane without a doubt. Kyle Seekers consistent. He's going to bat in the middle of the lineup, Kalenik is going to be up at some point in the first couple months, which is going to help them out a lot. Can Kyle Seager get back to like a 260, 270 hitter? I don't know about that, but I think the power is going to be there. He's going to have some RBIs. He's going to have runs. ADP 268 right now of a max of three hundred thirty-three and a mid of one hundred ninety-two. So you're getting them way late. Grab your third baseman. Use this guy as a utility or a backup, because I think he's going to be able to give you some value
4: way down in the draft. Yeah, I think he'll be traded this year, too. Um, Not part of their future plans, and he'll probably be trade bait in a fuller season, unless they just love having his old-school, kind of I've-been-around veteran presence, and that could be good for a lot of the young players they have up and coming. Uh, Let's do a speed round, one more round of this real quick. Let's do it quickly. Let's start with Dave, and we'll go back around the circle.
6: Another guy I'll bring up is Albert Azale, and that's a guy that... Kind of people were talking about him when he first came up and he kind of just got shelled and no one's talking about him again. His ADP's actually been rising up a ton because he used to be able to actually get him in like the late 400s. And now it's at 368. I think people are starting to catch on. He always had high strikeout numbers in the minors. And when he unveiled his slider in his last two starts last year, he started averaging 12 Ks per nine in both of those starts. And between 203 pitches with that slider from 2019 to 2020, he allowed three hits total. So 203 pitches, only three hits allowed on that slider. And it became his go-to pitch down the stretch is when basically he kind of transformed as a pitcher. The poor depth the Cubs have on the rotation, he's going to get a chance to pitch. And I think he's someone that a lot of people aren't thinking about. That Again, could be great, high strikeout guy, going to get to be able to pitch consistently for the Cubs. Great target there.
0: Doc! Yeah, I'm looking at the players around this guy, and uh, I think Marcus Simeon, where he's at right now, is a huge steal. This is a guy, 2019, that finished third in the AL MVP voting. He signed a one-year contract with the Blue Jays, which uh, which I believe he signed the most for a player on a one-year deal, which lets you know that the Blue Jays are going to want to play him every day, has the benefit of being a DH in a very stacked lineup. Get to play some games at Camden Yards. Not really worried about too much of the pitching in the AL East besides Garrett Cole. So I think he's somebody. Where, where Where's his ADP? Is it 143?
4: Oh, for good old Marcus. Yeah, it's 137 right now. One,
0: 137. So he's going up a little bit, but that's still way too low for me when we've seen his upside. This is a guy at the shortstop position that's hit over 25 home runs two separate times and in a stacked lineup like with the Blue Jays, I think you could see it a third time.
4: Yeah, he's going to score more than a hundred runs this year. Lock it in, Art. What about you?
0: I'm going to show some love to your uh, your
5: Detroit Tigers. I'm I'm loving Willie Castro late. Give me that shortstop. Love the young uh, young shortstop. Now, roster resource, they put him down the the batting order now. Ever since I think the scope and Ramos signings, but they still got him starting. He's they got they're projecting him at nine way he hit last season, if he comes out and starts hitting like that again, he's not going to be staying down in that nine hole very long. I, I like I like the underlying uh, um, skills with him. He had a really good ex-WOBA, really good ex last season. Castro's a guy I'm looking for big things. I've drafted him three or four times already this season.
4: Oh, you like what you saw last year, Art, which is cool, but it was a short season, so it might not be a guarantee that he's going to be able to produce the way he produced in that short season. It was goofy, it was 60 games, but you know it was a small sample size. We're just going to have to wait it out. Uh, Uh, I like
1: Willie Castro more than Nico Goodrum. I think Castro takes over that shortstop position, and depending on what they do with Robbie Grossman, if Castro comes out and can hit like he did in that crazy 2020 season, I think he can slot in right at the top. Of that order, he can steal you some bags. I like Willie Castro Light, I think that's a good call.
4: Great, what do you got, dearie? Uh,
1: I got Jorge Soler. Are you looking for power? I have power for you. This guy's gonna hit 40 home runs, he's gonna have 95 RBIs, he's gonna score 80 runs. I don't care, he's gonna strike out a ton, maybe bet 250. This guy murders the ball. One of the best exit velocities in the game. Don't forget, two years ago, he had 48 home runs, 95 runs, and 117 RBIs. He was a top 50 fantasy player. He's going about 140 right now. I love Jorge Soler. I have him in my keeper league. Go ahead and scoop him up and get that power.
4: Fantastic. There it is. That's a little bit of don't you forget about me. Players that we have maybe forgotten about, but we should not forget about. They still have something to offer or They're on the brink after having some issues, like Dylan Cease. I really like the Dylan Cease call. I would love to see that come to fruition, even though it's a rival of our Detroit (laughs) Tigers, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. All right, one more segment here we got, and this one is called Leap of Faith. Now, this has a specific point to it. Players with an ADP. 450 or lower that you would start not just draft (laughs) the players that you would start. Okay. So that's, that's why that's an important caveat. You can't just, you know, sure. We'd all draft guys with low ADPs, but would you actually put them in your opening day lineup? And this is where things get interesting to me because I, I know it's not easy to do that, but we all know there's players that are down there that are going to be starters because it happens every damn season. Does it not? It does.
5: Absolutely.
4: See, the critics agree. Of course, it does. Uh, I don't have a song for this one, but I just have the uh, this quote from this movie.
1: Do you want to take a leap of faith, or become an old man filled with regret, waiting to die
4: alone? Sounds depressing. Very depressing. So I'm inspired. <laughs> yeah, a little inception there for you. Okay, so let's start this time with art. Art, we'll go with you. Give me somebody 450 or lower that you will start. All right. I, one name popped into my head. Chance Cisco, uh,
5: Baltimore. He's currently going at pick four eighties, a former two time futures game uh, participant. He was the Orioles big catching prospect pre Adley Rutchman. Now he's there looking to be doing probably a, sm- a strong side platoon with, uh, with Pedro Severino. I think they want to see what they have in Cisco before Rutschman comes up. They're going to give him a lot of plate appearances. he's going at 480 and he was a he was a really offensive first catcher in the minor leagues. He's taken a, a little while to uh to uh, get used to the major league game but I think you know you could you could find someone who who starts to produce what he was showing in the minor leagues this season as a starter and uh, playing in a possibly rejuvenated
4: Orioles offense was a good cheat code, Art. Uh, going with catcher in this game was a smart move. because, yeah, <laughs> That's like the easy way out. Uh, it's a lot harder to go beyond catcher. What, once you
1: said that you will start this person, I immediately said, all right, fuck, go
4: look at catchers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the easy way out is catchers or relief pitchers or starting pitchers even possibly. But uh, uh, Doc, what do you got? He's on mute. <laughs> oh, Doc, you're on mute. Shit. Doc, what day is this?
0: All right, all right. I'm I'm <laughs> sticking with the Orioles, and I swear it's not just because I'm a homer. Okay. It's, it's Hanser. It's Hanser Alberto. That's a mouthful,
5: right? He's there.
6: He's not even on the team anymore.
0: He isn't.
6: Wow, you are late to the party. <laughs>
4: all right. Hey, well, my other thing—we're not. This isn't live. We can just delete this.
0: My my other one is Austin Gomber, and. Oh. He's he's the main piece of the Arenado trade, so if Jeff British wants to seem like he's smart, maybe he'll try to put him in in the closer. He had a 1.6 ERA in 29 innings pitched. I'm not sold that Elias Diaz is the main guy. I think if anybody was to lose their closer role in Colorado, or if anyone was to lose a closer role quickly, it's in Colorado with that thin air. David knows Wade Davis, so...
4: Yeah, they they got uh, Daniel Bard, who was the comeback player of the year, which was a really great story, but eh, can you really rely on that? Jairo Diaz is supposed to be the guy that would be the stud, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but Jairo Diaz was totally shit to bed last year, so I like that. Uh, what do you got, Dave?
6: I'm cheating and going 446. <laughs> so hey. it's just it's in that range. But, we both uh,
0: didn't follow the rules, David.
6: You're fired. <laughs> it's uh, Colin Moran. I mean, Colin Moran right now, again... The ADP going 446, and he's literally going to get at bats every single day at first base now that Josh Bell isn't there. He's going to get. Every, they sat him last year a little bit more when he would face opposing handed pitching, but uh, I mean they're they're letting him they're letting him go. They're seeing what they have in him this year. He was a big piece of the Garrett Cole trade. So I know he's going to get tons of at-bats. And just for that fact alone at this late, knowing I get guaranteed playing time, that's the biggest thing in fantasy, give you playing time and see what they can do.
1: I'm playing him.
4: Beautiful. I can respect that. And that's fine. You know, that is not an easy category to come through with Deary. What about you,
1: man? This is so tough. I'm like looking for more guys. I have a few guys down on my list, which I hate. And then I'm looking for more guys and I hate them even more. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Gregory Soto, the relief pitcher of the Tigers. He's not in the role right now, which is probably going to be between Jimenez and Brian Garcia, the young rookie who, who got a short stint last year. I don't know if either of those guys really have the stuff. Soto last year came up. Don't look at his numbers. Don't look at that ERA. Don't look at that walk rate. A decent K per nine. He had about four or five consecutive outings where he came out and he was absolutely dominant this guy has good stuff he got hit a little too hard had trouble with guys on base I think he's got really good stuff though he's only 25 years old I think if he gets the chance in Detroit I think he may have some real sneaky value and may end up being the closer and I mean they were talking last year when he was doing really well of possibly trading him Because he had some value, and then he kind of came back to earth a little bit. So I'm excited to see what we see in a full season from this guy. I think he probably gives you 59, 60 innings out of the bullpen. Keep an eye on him. If he can bring that walk rate back down, I think he could have some real, real sneaky value at like pick 550. Looks like
4: everybody went to the well on their local teams for this one, for the most part. (laughs) We all went Homer style. I like that. Let me show you. What I would have done, I would have gone with Shogo Akiyama, who I really like, and he's at four sixty sixty nine, and I think nice. he's going to, he's going to be, yes, he's going to be starting, and <laughs> I feel confident putting him there in my everyday lineup. I mean, now I didn't give you guys parameters like are we five outfielders? What is the the team? But I assumed it was. You know, I should have said like, hey, it's standard Roto or two catcher league, uh, something like that. But at four sixty nine, regardless, I think Akiyama's tremendous value. He had the difficult transition coming over in his first year, which is not unusual for players coming over from Asia. You know, some struggles, some might acclimate if they're super elite, like. Hideki Matsui or something like that. But, you know, it's not always the case. I, I love his skill set still. He could steal bags. And I feel like there's going to be some more clarity in that Reds outfield than there was last year. I like everything he does. So I like the skill set. I'm not worried about that. If, I think the biggest question is, like, playing time with Winker and Castellanos. And no DH, you might challenge me and say, hey, it doesn't look like we're going to have a DH, Mike. You might be in trouble there. So I'll grant you that. But Senzel. He has migraines. Yeah, he won't. Exactly. He's good yeah, vertigo, migraine. Yeah, it always seems to be something with him. So I think
1: Akiyama got fucked by it being a shortened season last year because you really never got like a full stint of like getting a good two to three weeks of playing time where you could actually show out and start to produce and then you know end up being the guy. So I'm interested to see what he does in a full season.
4: Yep, that's a good point. Okay, there it is. That is the end of our segment. There, we took a leap of faith. Hey, it's deep. I know you guys want some deep stuff. We don't want to just give you the surface stuff. We want to try to go deep, and that's what we did on that one. On the Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, we are here with the Triple Play Dudes, and now it's my favorite part of the show. I really enjoy this part. This is where we get to call our shot. It's shine or ride the pine time. That's right. We're going to put it to him, and you're going to give me a bottom line. I'm going to give you a projection, and you're going to say shine or ride the pine. And today, we've been using the Stomper projections from our good friend, Steve Paulo. Follow him at Steve Paulo, P-A-U-L-O on Twitter, Paulo, yes. All right, uh, you guys know how this game's played, right? Any questions? Any concerns? Let's rock. Let's go. yeah! All right. Let's start off. Yeah, you know, I was thinking we'll start off with a big timer and get your guys' quick thoughts on this. Let's go with our guy Trey Turner. He's a local guy. He's in D.C. Thirty-three steals is what Steve Paulo has for Trey Turner. Well, we'll start with you, Art. We'll go around. What do you think? Yeah, shine to ride the pine. I'm going to ride the pine on that. I think his power is starting to become
0: more, and his speed's going to drop down a little bit. Doc. I'm going to say ride the pine. I don't think he's going to be as aggressive on the base pass with some of the injuries he's had.
6: David. Yeah, uh, Cheesecake took my reasoning. I think he's coming more of a power threat, so they're not going to have him steal as many bases.
1: Deary. Yeah, I'm going to go shine. If he's healthy, he will steal 35 to 40.
4: Okay, here's a guy that is confusing people at times because we don't know where he'll be in the order exactly. And Marcelo Zuna just re signed with Atlanta. So, Ozzy Albies. Again, this is a stolen base situation. Let's start with you first, Dave. 12 or more steals. Shout to Ride the Pine, Dave. Well, wow. Um,
6: I'm going to go Shine. I think they're going to be a really... <laughs> it's going to be, obviously, a really good lineup now with Ozuna there. And they let them run. I'm not scared of that, especially... You saw that with Acuna when he hits in the leadoff spot. I think they'll do the same with Albies. I think 12 is a good number. I think I'll definitely go that and over, so shine for me. Doc?
0: I'm going to go shine as well, as long as Brian Snitker doesn't do that really dumb shit where he hasn't hit eighth. <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm assuming he's going to hit two the, the entire year, uh, and so if that's the case, I'm shine.
4: Oh, okay, that's interesting. Art,
5: what about you? Yeah, I think he's got to have more than that. Wasn't he t- doing 20 per season, 18 and 19?
3: Uh, well, right on that?
1: He had 14 and 18 and 15 in 2019 okay okay um
5: well yeah i i think he'll he'll go over that this season maybe he'll just get slightly over like he did in 18 and 19
4: ah, stolen base is never easy to project what about you dearie 12 or more i
1: don't think it's gonna matter where he bats in the lineup because really it doesn't matter where you bat in the lineup unless it's At the start of the game, I think the Braves are going to murder the ball. So he's going to still have like 670 plate appearances. So I crunched some numbers. I had him about 16, 17 stolen bases. So it's a
4: shine for me. Max Scherzer, he was in our song earlier. Don't forget about Max. Do not forget. 177 innings pitched or more. Let's start with you, Doc.
0: Oh, ride the pine. I have been fading Max Scherzer. I hope I'm wrong, but... I don't see him being able to keep up. His body's starting to break down too much. He's he's allowing more home runs than he ever has before. Ride the pine. David. He's on the last year of his contract, which I didn't know
6: until I heard the other day. And I heard him say that he's trying to make sure the Nats get every single dollar that they invested in him. So it sounds like this is a man on a mission. I think he bounces back and throws close to 200 innings this year. So I'm going to say shine it. Don't forget about him. What about you, Art? I'm not forgetting about Max. I think he's
5: he's going to go big innings this year at 180, 180 plus. I think you're right. He has
4: another great season left in his arm. I think he has one great season left. I really do at the very least. Uh, dearie.
1: Yeah, it's a shine for me. I mean, they're going to do everything to compete in that crazy, difficult division. I think their offense is going to be good. And he's going to have to be their bulldog. So I think he's going to be one of the few pitchers that gets close to 200. I'm believing in Max for one more year.
4: Here's a fun one. Randy Orozarena. Maybe you've heard of him. He initiates conversation based on an incredible playoff run that he had. In 2021, could we expect Randy Orozarena to score 83 or more runs? Deary, we'll start with you. (sighs) I I really don't know what to
1: make of the Oh, 83. I don't... I don't trust the Rays' offense too much. I'm going to go ride the pine on this one. I, I I think he has an okay season, but I think his big breakout's coming a few 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 years from now. Not enough plate appearances in the majors yet. Uh, bye, Art. I think he's going
5: to hit 83 uh, runs scored. He's going to be hitting at the upper end of that Tampa Bay lineup, and uh, and I think he has a, he has a good batting eye. He's going to have a good on base
0: percentage. I think he'll hit 83 runs scored this season.
4: There it is, Doc.
0: I'm going to go shine for all the reasons that Art said, but I do want to throw this out there that he did get in trouble in the off season, and that was only about two months ago, so we don't know if there's going to be any potential discipline mm-hmm. coming from that. So any suspension, I think you obviously have to ride the pine. But if he plays the entire season, yeah, he's going to hit that mark
4: easy. A rare caveat in this game. Well done, sir. I respect that. Uh, you got to cover your ass, Doc. I respect that immensely. <laughs>
0: got got Dave, to put everything out there. Everything out there.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. I get it, Dave.
6: Uh, I'm very torn right now. Um, yeah, these are, are good. These uh, are good. These are good. I'm just gonna ride the pine. There's just, I think there's gonna be something. Whether it's the domestic violence, whether it's the the fact that he goes through a slump, I think there's just gonna be something that makes sure he doesn't get there. So that's just gut call.
4: All right. Fair enough. I, I love him so much. I've covered this so many times everywhere. I love you, Randy Rosarina, but I can't pay the price this year. <laughs> Nelson Cruz. He re-signed with the twins. So we know he's going to be in that sweet lineup. Nelson Cruz, 35 home runs. Let's start with Doc.
0: I'm going to go shine. I'm never wow. going to be the one to doubt Nelson Cruz anymore. You think he's going to start off the year slow, and he's like the number one hitter through the first month. The ageless wonder.
4: Oh, bullshit. It's true. Uh, Dave.
6: You may as well tattoo Nelson Cruz in 40 on my arm, because it's going to happen. He's going to hit at least 40 this year. If, if he plays the full season, no doubt in my mind.
4: Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that, But that's what we're asking you, too. Uh, betting on health. Uh, Deary, what about you? 35
1: or more? This guy is one month older than me, and... He will hit more home runs in the first half of the season than I did in any of my careers in baseball, softball. Mark it—he's hitting forty again. I can't believe he does it. Art, uh, I'm gonna—I'm
5: gonna pour some cold water on this, and, and, <gasps> and be the one who says that thirty-five seems like a lot for me. He was starting to—there uh, was starting to be a little signs of slippage last season. And uh, also, the ever-present injury bug with him. He's missed a little bit of time every season, it seems. But she's a- is a short sample
0: size. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah.
4: You asked for it. You got it. What,
0: Art, what did he do to you?
4: <laughs> what did he do, Art? <laughs>
0: I didn't realize you were a narc.
5: There you go. Listen, the man cheated. No
3: um,
6: Oh, uh-oh! Allegations.
5: <laughs> it's not. It's true. Didn't he serve a suspension? Am I wrong?
6: Uh, I don't remember that. I
5: think he did. I think he had a PED suspension at some point.
3: Uh, <laughs> what is
1: I this? don't know how. I don't know when that happened. He's basically this, played this 140 a, to
4: 150 games ever since this, 14. This would be a Nelson good. Nelson Cruz. Game. Uh, Nelson Cruz. 11 others suspended by Major League Baseball. 2013. It's been a while. Oh yeah. Okay. This, this is way back, uh, way back with the A. Rod shit. Since
1: then, back. he hit 40 home runs four times, and hit 39 once. No,
5: I don't. I don't doubt his his talent. I I see his
0: Instagram videos. He's working hard. This but would be a good game. You were right, Art. P. E. D. Suspension or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. No,
4: your P. E. D. Suspension victims. Yeah, it was a 50 gamer back in 2013. So well, not the pretty 162 pretty, game man that A. Rod did. All right, well, there it is. Well, that'll be interesting on that one. Uh, I got other players too, of course. There's a guy named Matt Chapman who had a hip problem at the end of last year. Kind of derailed the season for him. Probably was derailing him for most of that season. Hips could be freaky. Hips could be wild. Um, 2021, Matt Chapman will hit 246 or better. Let's start with Dave.
6: It's a shine for me. I think a full off season to get healthy. He's never gonna hit for a credibly high batting average, but I would expect he's gonna hit over two forty six. That yeah, I, that one's not as hard for me. I think it's a shine. Deary.
1: yeah, he's my sneaky MVP contender in the AL. So I I think he gets it up, it up to, up to about two sixty here. Don't do it. <laughs>
0: I bet Matt Chapman MVP last season, and it hurt me. No, oh. <laughs> oh, come
1: on! It was a shortened season. He didn't have enough time.
4: You're in pain, <laughs> dear. He keeps doing that. Not me. Uh, hey, you're in pain. You feel the bitterness of being betrayed. I understand that feeling. Uh, Art, right, what about you? 246 or better? Uh, he's hit over
5: 246 in both of the full seasons he's played with uh, with Oakland. I think 246 is a little bit of a soft projection. I think he's going to beat it.
0: And Doc? Yeah, I think it's a shine. Career 255 hitter. As Art mentioned, the games where he's played 145 and 156, the largest sample size, he's hit over that mark both times. So a little bit of an easier one for me here.
4: There's a guy I'm kind of confused about now. I mean, he's a perennial dude. He's been around for a long time, and he's done his job well. Oroldis Chapman, 30 or more saves. Art? Gosh, uh, they have you so have many guys. Seems- what,
6: what, what is this Witcher with
3: witchcraft?
5: <laughs> <Wee>. uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say ride the pine. I, yeah. I think, I think he's due for, for, uh, for some time on the, on the IL.
4: I, I like that. Uh, what about you, Doc?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna ride the pine as well. I mean, he's, he's thrown a lot of innings for a closer, and they have. Chad Green, excuse me, they have Zach Britton. I mean, if they're winning games, it's not a guarantee that he pitches every day. And I think for the Yankees now that they have postseason aspirations, so they might rest him a little more during the season so that he can be a little fresh when the games matter.
6: Dave. So he missed, what was it, a third of the season last year with COVID? So I think he's he actually probably, had a lot of time off, he's probably pretty fresh. I think he's, I mean, the Yankees aren't scared to go to him. He's their guy. It's not like they mix and match closers. So I think he'll get the 30, especially obviously the Yankees are going to have plenty of opportunities for him to get saved. So I think that definitely is going to shine that for me.
1: Still only
4: 33 years old. Deary.
1: Yeah, I feel like we keep waiting for the year where it all completely falls apart. And he, he's had a few like kind of so-so years of the walk rates, always, you know, something to be concerned about. But it's still a shine for me. I mean, I still think, I still think he gets above 30. Yanks are going to be in a playoff race and maybe they give him a little management down down the road because you have a Chad Green, a Zach Britton, you know, to fill in roles. So he, they're not going to have to stretch him out to where he has to pitch every save opportunity. So it'll be a shine for me.
4: Will Myers had one hell of a year last year for a San Diego team that made the playoffs, and they have incredible aspirations in 2021. But Will Myers can hurt you at times. Yet, he was a very highly touted prospect once upon a time. Still only 31 years old. Let's go to Doc. Will you accept 25 or more home runs for Will Myers this year?
0: I'm riding the pine. I don't think it's guaranteed that he plays every day, especially if there's no DH in the NL. The Padres seem like they have so much depth, not just at hitting, but pitching. So if he's on a cold stretch or if he does get hurt, which he never seems to stay healthy, I don't think that I feel confident in hitting that number.
4: Mendy. Dave Mendy. <laughs> um, 25
6: is a good number. It is? Uh, Steve follow
4: knows his shit, man.
6: He does, yeah. I, I don't see it. I think kind of what Doc was saying. I think, I think there's just so much depth there that I think 25 in a normal full season from him, like him getting every day bats, is probably like I would say okay. But with all the mixing and matching, I could see them doing. I don't see it. I, I could see it in like the low 20s, but not getting the 25. So ride the pine for me, Erie.
1: I can't stand Will Myers uh, but I'm actually oh. going to say I'm actually going to say he shines on this. His batting average will come down to what it usually has been around 245 to 250 but there's going to be so many guys on base, and he's—he's just—I feel like he's just going to amp it up, and he's probably going to get to to thirty if he can stay healthy. Obviously, if he's not healthy, I, I think then it all falls apart for him. I think he gets the at bats. I think he gets over 600 at- uh, plate appearances. I'm going to say he actually does it.
4: Whoa! That's a shocker. That's why we do this art.
5: I don't have any doubts about Meyers' power it's it's his batting average i, I but did you guys see the article today people were sharing it around Twitter that they were deadening the baseballs sure did you guys yeah. See that? yeah, we talked about mm-hmm. it I, I I don't I don't know how to yet how to incorporate <laughs> that that new news into my knowledge of what I'm doing maybe maybe that means it's harder to get 25 home runs now for him um but i I don't doubt his power at all I think if he gets late appearances he's gonna get to
4: 25. So... I'm shining.
3: Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm all shining.
4: Right. Just so I want to make sure I had that right. And finally, let's do a local one. How about Austin Hayes? You guys heard Austin Hayes? Yeah, I'm not oh, a fan. Yeah. Oh. you <laughs> oh,
5: kind of haven't boop liked boop. anyone.
4: We are the most negative podcast. Yeah, come on! <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? What, what are we doing here? Seriously. Okay, well, Austin Hayes, I'm, I kind of like him. I'm excited. I know there's been some injuries and... You know, it's been a tough go for Austin Hayes. But in 2021, could we expect Austin Hayes to steal more than eight bases? Eight or more bases? Let's start with Deary. No.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Okay, it's not gonna happen. He 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 stole some bases in the minors, but it's not like he has elite speed. I don't know. I mean, this is going to be his first full season with the big club. So I think there's going to be a lot of struggles and a lot of growing pain. So I'm going to say no art. I, yeah, I, 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 I have
5: not, I have no idea what, what's uh <laughs> he he's his best season is like six his best season is like six over over 257 played appearances in AAA in 2019. Like he's never hit eight in a in a mi- in a minor league stop stop but he's never also played more than like 60 games in a minor league stop. So so like I, I don't I'm not 100% sure of the context. I'm I'm looking up his minor league steals numbers. He's not someone I thought well I'd be going for Austin Hayes for Steals but eight at that point where he's going that would be nice to get it. Is that what he's? Uh, is that what he's projecting? Eight? Yeah. Oh, that's that's making me like Austin Hayes a little bit more actually. If he's thinking hey! that, huh? but I for me I I I'm not uh, I'm not 100 sure. I don't I don't think I'm not going to bet he's going to get there. I'm going to ride the pine on it.
1: The ultimate oh. enigma. The yeah. answer is I have no fucking clue.
4: Yeah, <laughs> there I don't know. it is. There's the correct answer. No, uh, Doc. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm riding the pine. I mean, he had two and 33 games last year after having two. In 21, the year before that, but he also got caught stealing three times last year. So it's not even like he's a guaranteed swipe every time he's on the base path. Eight is tough. Like if you'd said seven, I would have said shine. But eight is where I'm riding fine. Now, one is the big difference
5: for it, you? Is.
4: it is. It is. It means everything. It's a. Uh, it's a game of one stolen bases. Uh, all right, Mendy, what do you got?
6: <laughs> no, ride the fine. I don't <laughs> like off not- days.
4: Trash, garbage, waste of your time?
6: Yeah, I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but as a baseball oh, player. Okay. It's a baseball player. He belongs in the garbage.
4: Oh, man. Well, that didn't <laughs> work no. out as well as I hope. But, hey, that's how it goes, man. You never know. That's shine or ride the pine. That was fun. We got so many perspectives from the triple play, folks. That was cool. I can't wait to see how those turn out in the end because there's going to be a season <laughs> and something's going to happen. Somebody's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong. Maybe somebody will push, but we didn't do push because we go up or down. You can't push in this game. All right, let's do some listener chatter and we'll, uh, we'll wrap this puppy up. We had people tweet at us or email us, say, hey, guys, what's on your mind out there? And people responded, believe it or not. So... Let's start off with. Oh, no. Yeah, no. That's about football. We don't want that. So. <laughs> I know that question. <laughs> yeah, I think you know that. Uh, uh, due to the uncertainty in the innings that starters will be able to pitch this year, would you favor a hitter heavy first rounds of picks and then chasing options? Or would an Aces early strategy be safer for you? So, uh, Alright, let's start with you. So would you rather go hitter heavy early on in the early rounds or would and like pick up some pitching options later or do you like to go or whatever like Toby's, you know, Aces, Pocket Aces strategy?
5: I I've been wanting to get a pitcher in one of my first two rounds, but I'm I'm toying with the idea of trying to go hitter in like 3 or 4, my first 3 or 4 in my next draft uh just to see how the, you know, because I I think there is some theory about zagging when everyone else is going heavy, pitching heavy early and just like starting to pound pitching in that second, second, you know, range, like the 20 and 30 and below pitchers, just starting to get as many of those as you can scoop up. I think there's some value in that strategy. I think there might be, you might be able to get a lot of really good bats because people are going towards pitching a lot early now. I think they I, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I, I'm, I think there might be some value there.
0: Doc. I think you got to read the draft a little bit. I like taking a pitcher with Acer SP one upside in the first two or three rounds. I think you need one of those to be competitive. I found myself going pitcher heavy. So in my most recent one, I took de uh, DeGrom and Darvish. And then when everybody is stacking on pitching, then I'm able to get some good value on hitting. Um, I, I think I like what Art had mentioned of what I think Toby said that building your team backwards and, that there's not going to be as much good pitching later to to try to attack that early.
4: Mendy. I
6: always try to get pitching early if I can. That's always my first go-to. The only time I don't get a pitcher in the first round is if uh, Cole, Bieber, and DeGrom are gone then I'm not going to use a pitcher on the first round. Assuming it's like a, a, a 12-team league. 15, I might definitely grab one like the north, towards the end, like the back-to-back, like a Bauer or something like that. But, I mean, it's, it's so valuable. Last year was my first year doing NFBC, and I picked my first two picks for Justin Verlander and Jose Ramirez. And Jose Ramirez picked helped me tremendously, but Verlander going down <laughs> and then – I just was starting to pick up pitching in the wire and I was having guys like, um, uh, what's his name for the, uh, the Cubs that killed me last year.
0: Tyler Chatwood.
6: Thank you. Thank you. Tyler Chatwood. I, I had to pick him up. He gave up ten and runs and he single handedly went, I was in first place at the time he knocked me down to sixth place just from that one start. I remember,
0: I remember recording that show.
6: I was, and it happened yeah you know, while we were recording, and I was, I almost cursed on the show. It's just like, if you if you can get that stability up top, especially if you get pocket aces like Toby likes to talk about, then if one of those aces goes down, you still have that person that stabilizes your ratios, and that stuff is super crucial. So I'm all about pitching and then getting hitting after I get one or two guys at the top.
4: And does this change at all for you guys? Depending on the type of league it is. I mean, if it was a points league where innings pitch counts, I'm sure you would all just go pitching right up front.
6: Yeah. And no, I, it was definitely that case in points leagues, but now I'm more in roto too. I think it's, and it's starting to transition, carry over to everybody else drafting in roto too. I think everybody wants that stability up top, like we were saying. And there's so many great hitters later on. There's great pitching too, but I feel like, Again, we're talking about the guys like Colin Moran, the ones that are going to get at bats every day, and the Shogo Akiyama's, and like those guys, you can get so much later that are going to get at bats all the time, and you don't have that many aces, so it, that's why
1: I think people are so focused on pitching. Yeah, and I, think I think it's that, I think it's really hard to play catch up if you do not get you know some really solid guys that you know are going to be eat, innings eaters and can be top five to top ten starting pitchers. If you wait on pitchers, and then those guys you draft late just can't perform for you it's hard to stream guys it's hard to trade for guys and it's just hard to play catch up I think it's a lot easier to play catch up with bats
0: yeah and I think a lot of times we see that top picks and you know most recently Christian Yelich, that they can have a down year and that obviously the Mike Trouts are going to be consistent I know some people don't value him as much because the steals numbers aren't there but your pitchers year in year out are studs I don't think you see drop-offs the way that you do with some hitting
6: Unless they're hurt. They usually if they play, they're usually pretty solid.
4: True that. No doubt about it. There it is. A little bit of listener chatter and community connection. We appreciate you guys throwing some thoughts out there. And boy, we have had so much to cover. We've had so many names on this podcast, so many voices, so many heads all at once. But look at this. Knock, knock. Louis Ortega is <laughs> checking in. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Louie. Thanks for staying up with us. There it is. That's for the live stream. For those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for being involved in the show. Uh, I wanted to throw it out there. If anybody had something to be pissed off about, you know, we haven't had a chance to do our uh, Mad Mad as as Hell hell segment in a long time. And is anybody feeling like, hey, you know what? I feel like I got something to say. Or is everybody uh, too depressed? You guys all sad, thinking about the Orioles or, I don't know, Max Scherzer not being able to pitch anymore? (laughs) I'm
5: I'm mad that we don't know about the the DH in the National League and I'm mad that a lot of people are acting like it's going to come I I'm not I'm I've been saying for a long time that we cannot act like it's going to be here we have to act like it's not going to be here cuz that's all we know right now but we're still there's no clarity on it from from a lot of people's viewpoints I I'm I'm just guessing we're not going to get it but jobs are being held up uh, uh, fantasy baseball is, you know, how do you draft your national league hitters? Now, how do you draft your national league pitchers? The, uh, the, uh, the, the DH is, is really, uh, it's, it's, uh, what is, what is it? Grinding my gears. You know what grinds my gears? The yeah.
4: League DH. Goddamn right. It does. There you go. I'm sick of this what? shit.
5: I'm as mad
2: as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore.
4: You know what I'm angry
0: about? Yeah. And we used to do this on my, on the pod probably for like two months straight. I had a reason of why Rob Man should fr- why Rob Manfred should be fired. I can't believe that he is still commissioner. I mean, nobody likes him. Nobody. I haven't heard one person say a good thing about him. So
3: <laughs>
4: there you go. There you Not go. a single person. In- you know what I'm doing? Mic drop. There you go. yeah, There it is. That's what I'm talking I'm about. I'm
2: as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore!
4: Good for you. Way to stand up for yourself, Doc. You're right. Nobody ever stands up for Rob Manfred on Twitter, as far as I know. The only people that like him are the owners, and they never say anything. So Exactly. And they don't even like him. They just like what they do for him. He, they don't like him as a
0: person. He's their shield. It's like you tolerate him and you respect him, but you would never invite him to like your Thanksgiving dinner.
4: Yeah, the guy couldn't give a shit if he was a commissioner of, you know, the local softball league or MLB. He just Remember when he
0: called called the trophy a piece of metal? Exactly. Yeah,
4: you're right. All the things you're saying are accurate. It's (laughs) fucked up, man. It's not cool.
6: Anybody else? I'm mad as hell that Rachel Luba put my man Jeff Passan on blast.
4: Oh! Because
6: Jeff Passan seems like a great, hardworking human being. And I don't like when someone makes my man look like an idiot. And that's what she did. And I said, that is not cool. Especially as like, I feel like she's like rightfully so. She's built up such a great reputation for herself. And I'm hoping that, you know, she's going to continue to represent more and more players. But that's not the way you do business. You don't put that information out there. And I thought Jeff Passan, again, he's someone who's, who's really built a nice name for himself as well. And you sharing it that he DM'd you, I think it was just completely just. Unprofessional, that's my guy, and Rachel Luba. We got some fighting worse because that to me, you don't do that to anybody that's going in your DMs unless they deserve it.
0: Yeah, you make him seem thirsty.
4: Hmm, <laughs> I actually don't know a lot about that. I'm gonna look into I, that. I, I hadn't heard that either.
6: Oh, yeah, oh. she put it out right before like his announcement. She screenshotted him, yeah, DMing so, yeah. Her.
0: yeah so, so, what happened is uh, he DM'd her and said. Where's Bauer going? And she quote tweeted it and she said, "Uh, Ar- or she responded, Arby's or Chili's? I don't know. And then she quote tweeted with, he's actually a Taco Bell guy, TBH. So kind of. <laughs>
4: <What>? <laughs> That's so dumb. Why? Why? What's yeah. going on out there, man? That's not cool. Jeff Passon, you know. Nobody's perfect, but he seems like a guy who does a pretty good job what he does. He's not like Bob Nightingale or some you're old right. hack.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> I'll, I'll put Bob Nightingale in blast. I don't care. You're old and you're outdated. And you Need to go away. Sorry, I'm not sorry at all. Actually, I don't apologize for that at all. Yeah, you got
0: to stand
5: up. Every, every Mets fan and Dodgers hater hates Bob Nightingale all oh, yeah. the more now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are well, plenty of Dodge haters. Come, come, join us. You We're know what? Here.
0: I I actually think that he should lose his verification from Twitter. I don't think he should be a verified account after that. Yeah, I don't that even know where be,
4: that shit comes from. That
0: that should be your punishment.
4: <laughs> I don't think he cares. He's so, whatever. He's so outdated. He doesn't even know it means anything. So, <laughs> uh, what about you, dear? You got anything on your mind?
1: No, I got nothing, man. It, it's hard to follow those three guys. But I do want to share, Mike. I think you did a fantastic job navigating the ship. Yes. Three guests mm-hmm. and a co-host on a double dip on a, what is it, Monday? Yeah, of a Monday oh, night yeah. in February. You fucking knocked it out of the park, Mike, and I think you deserve all the kudos in the world.
4: Thank you. I, I agree.
1: That,
4: Thank you, yes.
0: I, Which I, my sound, you. I don't have a soundtrack, so that was me. I,
1: if it. I had my yeah, soundboard no. deck, I would
4: give you my soundboard running with There we go. Thank
3: you.
4: Thank you very much, everybody. Really appreciate it. Well, you know, it takes... Five to tango, as they say, and that's what we did today on this show. So we want to thank the Triple Play crew for coming out, doing their thing. Much respect to you guys. What else could we say? What else do you guys want to throw out there? Uh, you know, Mendy, you're the host, so what, is, what do you want to say about the show that people should be thinking about as we head forward into the opening day that is not that far away? Oh,
6: man, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be on time, and it's going to be a glorious baseball season. But It will. You can follow the show at Triple Play Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. Make sure you check out the show on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five
4: star rating and review. It's always give these guys a five star review. Come on, what the hell, man? <laughs> I did it today, personally, myself. Did you Double really check it? Oh yeah, I did. Oh, you can check the books.
6: You're thinking my heart super. Full I'm going right to bed
0: happy tonight.
4: I did, but
6: uh i honestly that's pretty much it. i mean we're just you know still trying to grind you guarantee you every week we're doing an episode no matter what you're doing five and i just <laughs> give you so many so many props man like i i, I struggle with doing one a week so your your life.
4: grind is like inspiring <laughs> us to keep running oh yeah life. oh yeah i did quit uh, my job so that's the only way i can do this so. Dude, I'm jealous. And Deary works, so that's why I gotta, <laughs> I gotta try to carry it a little bit because it's not easy to go to work and do these pods. And Deery's, you know, he deserves more of the credit than I do because he's staying up late and then he's got to go to work tomorrow.
1: I don't have to get up early. We're good tomorrow.
4: So. Oh, okay. Well, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. We're
6: gonna have to get you fuck two it. on so I can nav. I'll navigate the other way so like you can be in
4: the
1: uh, the chill chair this time. Hey, Mike, I'll come on
4: any of those pods. Football, basketball, baseball, I can do it all, man. You name it, I'm, I'm ready. I'm Mike, let's I'm get another this.
1: guest on. DM somebody, see if they want to come
4: on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more the merrier. I think we can do at least 10 at once, but no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, anytime we'd love to come on the show. You know that. And I love basketball. I'd I just didn't play fantasy basketball this year because COVID was so messed up and we're coming off the Bozo season. I thought there was be exactly what we've seen. everybody sitting out and injuries and COVID cancellations. I, just, I was like, I don't want to put my money on that. It was just too – I think it's more chaotic than baseball. I really do. But maybe I'll be wrong about that. So maybe I should not be playing fantasy baseball this year either. <laughs> well,
1: we, <laughs> we also have the worst NBA team in the league in Detroit right now. So that's also – Oh, it God, that is, that is pretty bad.
0: Hey, we're yeah, Wizards anyway. fans. It's not much better. It's, yeah, we're going right. to be fighting that's
1: for true. the worst. Uh, <laughs> for the
0: worst. See, the thing is, we Pistons are. fans at least knew they were going to be bad. Wizards fans there was a glimpse, glimmer of hope, and then that's, uh, right that's, away. They that's
1: true. Know. I mean, we were banking on being bad, and we actually want to be bad. We want to tank and be as terrible as possible because that's what they haven't been able to do the last five, six years.
4: Yeah, you guys traded for Westbrook's. like, yeah, hey, we're going for it, man. We're going to make something happen. And that's not what happened. But anyways, nobody cares about that. If you're still listening to the show, I'm impressed. Well done. Kudos to you. Don't forget, it's me and Deary hosting the Plaza Podcast. Every day we do a show. The Triple Play guys are the best. I've, they've said it all. Art, Doc. Mandy, love all three of these guys. I really do. I, th- I like to say we're friends now. I think we've made a connection, and hopefully that'll continue going forward. Uh, don't forget, you can find C. Deary, C. Deary1999 on Twitter. You got your uh, pitching rankings you're working on, right? Yeah, um, should be dropping that this
1: weekend, and then I'm still coming up a name for this crazy, like, algorithm I'm coming up about with players. I don't even know if it's going to work out. I'll probably throw it in the trash tomorrow. No, oh, no, and Mike, I also there. Mike, I also looked. Master and Commander is on Amazon. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow before I go
4: to work, and I will review it and I will put it out on Twitter. <laughs> Russell movie. is gonna love that. Russell Withers will be a big fan at Armchair Roto on Twitter. All right, thanks so much. That's awesome. I'm MJ Govea on Twitter. DM me about anything. Mental health, drugs. Uh Fantasy Baseball, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. Anytime, any I appreciate it. Plazo Podcast, protopmail.com is our email, Plazo Podcast on Twitter. That's always with two L's and two Z's. Never forget about that. We'll see Utah. you guys next time on t- the Hans t- Rico Plazo Fantasy Baseball Show, which is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Pro. Right, myself as another
3: time. Lovely,
7: lovely as I right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more than undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion and though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) Sick of being upsold at gyms?